Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. We are here to play D&D and we're here to do it at your disposal. Very excited to be back. Thanks for joining us with me, Kyle, Kristen, uh, or, uh, John, and Baby Chunks, and who did I miss? Bo. Bo Schwartz, our DM. And uh, we're excited to be here. <clears throat> Before we get going, though, I want to mention that last week, every morning of the week, for seven days, I had me a pixie blush tea from phoenixpearltea.com, and it was fan-freaking-tastic. And they still use this code if you want to get 20% off your tea order next time you go to phoenixpearltea.com. Use the code TWBD100. And you'll save some money. And I love their tea, especially Pixie Blush. I'm telling you, you cannot go wrong. If you're like, oh, tea's kind of bitter. I don't always do well with tea. Tea's not really my thing. I'm more of a coffee guy. Trust me. Just order a bag of the Pixie Blush flavored tea and you'll never look back. That's phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD if you want to see all the stuff we have with our names on it. And big thanks to uh, Gwen and that fine company for helping us on the show. All right, before we get too far into it, it's time to throw it over to Kristen, who will regale us with what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, a massive mask of Nash worked into a wall welcomed them. He talked of Time Barf and countless cosmos, how Hope, Stanley, and Varel were wasted on his world. But more menacingly, he asked about Angelashi. The Nexus Nash had no way of knowing, but revealed normal Nash's red reticle was more than a hopeless headlight, it was an operative optic. Concentration caused it to project a problematic presentation of his pregnant pretty. Angela Ashley was fueling her fey fire to fend off a fearsome fiend with Bok Bok and a big blowy. Demon dispatched, they got to the Golden Sands. A rescue retrieval was readied. A summoner's circle would securely situate them in Tietkala, but before beginning Badass Tea ran them by a rubbish room. Now known to be this timeline's Tedna, Badass gifted them gear. Melee they had missed. Diplomacy dashingly danced, and Nash had his nail. Prior to partaking of the portal, one more wish was fulfilled. Living on a little lot near the Nexus was none other than Pod. The reunion was rapid, though, as the ritual rushed them to their rescue run. Passing through the portal, they found a familiar facade, Nobieri's study, and sought the secret wall to a storeroom. A terrified tiefling guard was garroted, but the dastardly demon was dispatched by the group. They then stealthily stole away toward the tavern and those left living. Now rejoin our heroes as they race to the rescue. Who is still alive? Who has possibly perished? And can they stay stealthed? Stay tuned for today's adventure in the wide world of The Wastes. We have arrived at that time once again. Bo Schwartz, it's all on you, buddy. Yeah, well, it's not just on me, but it's also on Stanley Billings, Pharrell Rasphim, Keurig, Nash Magar to the Solar Mines, and Squirts and Chunks as they peer out the front door 
of the Tietkalin Keep, formerly called the Teat. You look out upon the doorway and see Tietkala before you, but your vision of Orferwitz, formerly known as Trashburg, the town built around the keep, uh, as there are rampart walls of the keep that prevent your vision from going further. Outside of this area, you see that the ground is 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 is, is brown and oily. You know, a, a familiar look from all the cars that would traverse on the inside of the keep. Before you, you see to your left what you remember to be the noble house. A rather ornate looking but cement and block building to the left. And then you see that there was what was once considered a guest house and in recent years uh, repurposed for various needs close to the keep. On either side, your memory serves that there that there are hangars for the fleets of vehicles that were once kept here, or perhaps still remain here, just beyond along the side. The thing that has your stalwart attention are the two Nikoloth, green behemoth beings who were previously in the keep, walking down to the front area between the noble house and the guest house. In the sky, you see not very highly elevated, perhaps a couple of hundred feet in the air, similar Nikoloths peppering the sky with their big wings, patrolling around, scanning the ground below for movement. Another interesting feature is beyond the two Nikoloths walking away from the keep, you see the stage where the, where you first encountered it, Suckmaster Din was celebrating Aladweer's marriage to Jolt Elagos upon it. PA system and the speakers are still there. They look untouched from the chaos where most of the buildings, uh, you know, bricks have fallen off. And, and even in the noble house to the side, there is a Nikoloth shaped hole where one of these creatures probably walked right in to the building. On either side of the this sound stage, you remember that the keep doors were there. And from your vantage, you can see that both are open. Um, but it's a very sliver view. But, but within your periphery, or not periphery, but within your scanning, you can see that they're open. On the other side of all of this, Varel, you do see the top of the golden sands jutting out across the rampart and a flag. The flag is just a bronze color and not so much a flag, but maybe more like a cloth of one fabric, but it's a flag. You remember safe Harbor is its meaning. What would you like to do next? Oh, we're currently under the one hour of plus 10 stealth. Yeah. Mm hmm. We, you know, we're right at the top of that. I guess so we for, get a move for on. listeners last week. Uh, what was the name of the spell again? Sorry. It was um, Squirts who had cast a spell. I think. Pass without trace. Thank you. Cast Pass Without Trace, which I believe gives everyone a plus 10 to stealth checks as long as they remain within 30 feet of you. 
Now, in consideration of what you might be doing here, uh, keep in mind that you will be specks along a, a bright background for those in the sky to see, making it very difficult to pass a notice requiring a high difficulty class. Unless there's something you can do to help mitigate that. Well, it might take a bit of time, but it might do well to try and use some of this earth and oil as cover. I can... Brill, you can do the trick with your scales, but I could cover our clothes with it as a bit of a mask. I will begin to press the digitate mud and oil onto my clothes. So you're soiling yourself for real and not it's not illusory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stanley, <laughs> quite shockingly, begins put, begins dirtying himself quite effectively, and he becomes covered in mud and oil and greasy stains. Uh, do you want greasy stains? You didn't specify that. Yeah. Mud, okay. oil, grease, all of it. Whatever matches the, the earth. Within a minute, Stanley looks like the filthiest humanoid you've ever seen. A small line of text appears at the top of the screen that says Nash Magard will remember this. Nash Magot is next. I start doing the same to Nash. <laughs> All right, Nash, do you accept? I will the, happi- uh, happily accept it. Yeah, no problem. All right, Stanley begins soiling uh, Nash. Uh, it doesn't take quite as long, lasting only a couple seconds because he's he was already some percentage of the way there. Yeah, uh, and Nash uh, is also filthy. Now you're taking care to you um, to make the colors of the dirt to camouflage with the soil outside. Right. Perfect. And then do the same to Squirts. Squirts, do you have an opinion on this? Yes, yes. And then she'll start licking some of the oil on the dirt. It's good. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Uh. We've got two choices, yes, on the map here. We've got a left bridge and a right bridge. Yeah, you got a left bridge and a right bridge. And if I think we have the map of Tietkala uh, up in roll 20 right now. So you could choose the left passage out if you want to make your way there, uh, which is closer to the sewing house, short tail and sharp horn, which was your comp- competitors. Like, you remember the tiefling, the fight with the tieflings you got in when we first, uh, first started this leg of the journey? Yeah. That would be a competitor's. Uh, tiefling only kind of establishment and the church of the Fishbird is along that that way as well if you take the left way or sorry the right passage i can hear myself a little bit um there's you know melinar's bodega chantal's laundromat the post office you're closer to the vehicle guild and refinery and it would be probably a closer journey not by much to the golden sands You do need to escape the courtyard first. I think a distraction would do best. Any ideas? The courtyard is Tetanus Playground? No, that's outside. So if you look at the map of the keep, you are are. inside the keep walls. So on the left... I see it now. Sorry. On the left is the noble house. On Mm -hmm. the right is the guest house. Gotcha. On the flanks along the ramparts is a hangar where vehicles... uh, kept and repaired and maintained 
and farther out on the left and right side are the two gates that are open. Okay. So you have to move past the two houses and then into the open area and out the... the these they're, they're large drawbridges that lower over um, a river of oil that's sort of a moat of oil that surrounds the keep. Sorry. <clears throat> How come Stanley's bigger than Nash? Not that it matters, but... I think Stanley is taller than Nash. Well, I mean, your head is bigger than my little icon head. Well, I think that's yeah, true, too. Let's, let's not worry about the tokens on the map. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed while I was showing the chat that it's different, but it's fine. Does not matter. Um, Any ideas as far as a distraction? Um, I mean, there's stuff we can do. I could create a an illusion. You might call it a minor one. Where uh, I can create an image of an object. <laughs> Just reading right off of this. Um, it could be sound. It could be voice. It could be visual. That's uh, my... I'm trying to see how far. 30 feet is my range in a five-foot area. So, yeah, I could put I could put something there. I don't know what. Wait a minute. So long ago, wasn't there a fire department that came from the keep? Who's the question for? Well, it'd be the party, but if no one remembers but me, it'd be for the DM. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't remember. The police, right? Is, Did they come from the keep? From the Guzzle Gang era or from Hope? Yeah, era? the Guzzle Gang. The Guzzle Gang area, yeah. When we lit the left or the right side of the map on fire, right? There was so, a um, fire truck that came from the keep. Yes. Yeah, so, so that uh, that fire truck is still likely in one of the hangars, but. Um, I don't know the tiefling. It was not a priority to construct a, a. Let me let me explain it this way: the Guzzle Gang ruled over Trashburg um, in a very you know violent Iron Fist kind of way, and you know part of the fire department and the police that they have were meant to keep keep the the beggars of Trashburg in line. During Hope's reign, uh, you know there was more trust and less need for po- things like police force and, and fire team or anything like that the order of poxis was generally summoned to resolve disputes and if those weren't resolvable they were brought to the queen well i'm saying we can get the fire truck and shoot it down the right street while we take the left street oh so you're not even looking for like what would the emergency response would be you're saying let's use that truck as a as a as a uh, distraction yeah because it goes woo woo and like you know it's gonna be a big deal yeah uh, actually Kind of like now, that. Um, I have to, to do a little pause here because I know Hope. Uh, we have to get some Hope knowledge from Kristen. <laughs> now, I Hope, we did discuss the repurposing of the fleet. And I know that you made a giant pile of attack vehicles out of the remnants of what vehicles there were. So I don't think the fire truck would remain. Do you, are you aware of this or not? She wouldn't have even known what a fire truck was. So should, it would have been would, interesting. But did this get repurposed along with everything else? Yeah. Okay. Biscuit. Now the party here doesn't know, but uh, well, <laughs> I had to ask. All right. Well, I've got plan number two. Then we blow the lake. 
The moat? All of it. Is it full of oil? Yes. It's a lake of oil. Flammable oil. This sounds all right, says Nash. It seems like a lot of permanent destruction for... For what, a city I... inhabited by demons? <laughs> suppose. <laughs> they might like it. And that is true. I mean, I think it's worth... Uh, it certainly would catch attention. And we're limited you, on time. Did you cast uh, an illusion, uh, or are you just discussing it, Nash? Just talking about it. Didn't do anything. Okay. The range is too short for us to really... Yeah, it's not much we can take yeah. advantage of. It's only 30 feet. Someone asked. What would be great is if we brought Carnage with us, and then we could just push his zombie ass out there and let him... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boom down the street. Just <laughs> <laughs> boom. I mean, we could go get him. We know yeah, where we, he is. He's at the bottom of the chains, though. Is the problem there? Oh and yeah. We're in the hour of the stealth. I mean, we could. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. If you want to go get the zombie, we can, you know, fast forward that event and, and truncate it. But I yes, mean, it will elapse uh, your pass without trace time. Oh, it will? Okay. So we'll lose yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lot of... There's a lot yeah, of But we won't... And that. we're not going to spend 30 minutes role-playing the journey back downstairs to get the no, thing no, no, and come no, back no. up. I, I will settle it in a second if that's what you want to do. There's also the gem of tides we could use. We could... Well, no, I don't know if that would work. I always wondered, the Gem of Tides is able to turn oil into water. I always wondered what would happen if it was in the whole lake of oil. It well, what kept if we a moved... tight grip on it. I never exactly got to play with it the way I would have liked. Or does it reverse if we stick it upside down? I don't know. <laughs> like I said, they were... All of a sudden, they were on it. And I was allowed to look, but not touch. Well, if we lack plans, I'm willing to run. <laughs> I mean, I still like the idea of the moat being set on fire. At the very least, it creates chaos, even if even if it doesn't exactly hide our escape. It, it will create a, you know, that's a pretty distracting bunch of fire. And it wouldn't take much. A quick firebolt from my left hand and we're out of here. Varel is the fastest of us. He'd have the best chance of evading, and we do need to get you to the inn as quickly as possible. If for no other reason, then it takes a while for you to cast your spell. Yeah. How long does it take? Um, hold on. Which one? The teleportation one? Yeah, it takes a while, right? It takes... Is it a full minute? Uh, here it is. One like minute. Ten yeah. minutes. One minute. Is it a ritual spell? It is, but it says, so, "Well, it's a con. It's, so it's fifth level con conjugate conjugation spell, casting time one minute. I got to do the chalks and all that shit. One round is the duration. 
So, yeah, so that's if you're doing it under pressure. Um, actually, there's something. So tell us, I think this is cat. Do you have that as a sorcerer? Can you even do ritual spell casting? No, no, no. that's wizardy no. Okay, shit. Then right? never, never mind. Then that's that's. You have to have you have to be able to cast spells as a ritual in order to do that as a sorcerer. That's kind of your distinction from wizards because they can cast things as rituals, right? And other classes, and it doesn't cost them a spell slot, yeah. But it usually takes more time, right? You know, think of a ritual for ten minutes, kind of thing, right? So, right. No, this but is you just, don't have ritual spell casting, so never mind all this. But this claims well, this one minute isn't very long. No, so, it's not very. I mean, long. it's a long time if you're in combat, but it's uh-huh. not insane. Yeah, we can buy a minute. We can shave a minute. I mean, do we want to just try and do it sneaky like, see if we can get there? And our worst case scenario, Varel can be a distraction if we get caught. Oh, I see. He could bolt. If they go, you there, he could be the you there and run. Leaving the rest of us to try to stealth our way through now that they're distracted. It's not bad. Not a bad idea. Unless you have some magic, Nash, that allow you to cause problems from a long way off with no way of uh, tracing it back to you. None that I know of. Um, Let me just double check something real fast. Are there no tunnels? Tunnels are good. There's tunnels on the other side of the moat. Once we cross, we can enter the sewer system. Uh, just a heads up for those watching visually, there may be some technical difficulties with my camera as I ascend to heaven. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll return soon. <laughs> I'll bring the light with me. Jesus is Canadian. What? Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, we have this thing for an hour. We should use it. At least try. What else? I mean, what else? Okay, okay. How about this? Combine the two plans. We get out there. We try to stealth our way through. We use, uh, we use this, this thing, we, this aura we have on us now. If for some reason it's broken, Varel yells a warlike yell and runs while I fire a simple firebolt into the moat. And now you've got the double mess of the bo- the moats on fire and Varel's running. They're not going to see the rest of us. So in order to hit the moat from here, you'd have to get onto the rampart. Yeah, that's too far away. You won't you won't hit it from here. You'll have to run out to the moat. No part of it. No angle here gets me anywhere near it. I'd have to get up on top. You're, of it's nowhere near. All right. Yeah, you you visually can't see it from where you're, from your position at the front door. Right, but it, but if we stealth our way out. And get far enough, I'll have, I'll be at range. That's when I would need it. No, it's not a moat like around the keep. It's a lake outside the town, so it's like being in the middle of a town by the beach. You can't see the ocean from everywhere. Oh, oh, all right. Because you're down in it. I get it. Let's see how we do. Just like that night so long ago, we'll improvise. Yeah, that's worked out great for us so far. All right, so how do you want to proceed out of the keep? Do you want to head to one of the buildings? Do you want to walk straight in the open? How, what, what's going on? Well, we, de- we go cover to cover. Cover to cover. We run together. <laughs> what Squirtz is, is 
Squirtz's movement speed shorter than everyone else's, or are you 30? By five. I think it's 25. Okay, cool. So I can carry you. And that would put it radiating from you. Well, and just me. kidding. I got 30 feet. But yeah, we could okay. totally do a carry. A carry would be good because then you can be the center point of the 30 foot radius that we have to stay in. Yeah. Oh, I guess we need someone else to carry her because if I go off running, I'll take the aura with me. Well, she's pretty small. She could, I could hold her with my baby hand on my neck. No, no, I have to concentrate. Can't concentrate with baby hand. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I can carry squirts. You totally could. Everyone wants to carry squirts today. (laughs) Squirts is adorable. Honestly, squirts is the best for like sneaking around, setting off distractions. So little. Although I don't know if that actually equates to stealthy, but Hmm. now she's pretty stealthy. Okay. Smaller body, small, uh, harder to see, harder to spot. Lots of spells about hiding and stuff. All right. Well, let's uh, head to the wall, skirt along, and get over to the left bridge. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, left bridge. Okay, so between you and the bridge is, the on the left, is the noble house. Are you going into the noble house and through it or around it in the center or around it? Farther to the left, meaning you would be the hangar, and you, the rampart would be on the left, and the building would be on the right, if that makes sense. Is it day or night right now? It is late afternoon. Sun is shining bright, not a cloud in the sky. There is a streak of blue in the direction of Razak Val on the horizon. It's the same time of day Bo's experiencing in his window right now. <laughs> yep. That's exactly it. Yep. We go where few shadow cast. Hide where shadow not on ground. Okay, so let's... Uh, we've got to figure out sun stuff here. Hang on. Where is the compass on this map? Great, perfect. We made it easy. North, you're facing north. So, which where does the sun rise again? In the east, east right? Yeah. And it yes, sets in the west, west late afternoon. So your shadows are going to be on the right side of buildings. So if you take the noble house, your most shadowed approach is either inside of the building or on the right of the building, keeping to the main alley between the two buildings. I wish I could sketch something on a piece. Maybe I'll try and do that. Show up to the camera. Wait, wait a minute. Yep. Does, Stanley, do you still have polymorph and all that business? No, I have two spell slots. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I got a first level and a second level. So let's all try not to fall off anything high. I'm doing pretty good on slots, but we need my higher level ones for the teleportation circle and everything else. I I just don't have anything quiet or helpful in that regard. I mean, I could, um, I could take to the sky. I do have a, I could pop dragon. No, you've dragon today. Oh, right. We still haven't rest. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. It's been <coughs> a really long day. Yeah. Nope, Bo, that's as bright as your sun. <laughs> and muted. And muted. Bright. Sorry. Bright and muted. Like yeah. the I tried. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just put a white sheet of paper there. Yeah. <laughs> We'd never know the difference. 
It's a dong, isn't it? <laughs> no, hang on. What if I put it here like this? Ah, still shiny. Yeah, it's very white. Jeez, so what kind of shiny. paper do you get there in Canada? It's the sun. The sun is too bright. <laughs> it's a dong, isn't it, says says Kyle. It's not a dong. <laughs> but I don't blame you for thinking that. That's Just assume all maps dong shape. Dong. I, I deserve that. All maps um, dong. Are you holding the paper up again, Bo? We still can't no. see it. Huh. <laughs> so, which direction? We so <laughs> we're thirty minutes in. We haven't made a decision on our no, first left. action. We're what do you guys left. want to do? We're going left. left. And are you going on to the left of the building, the right of the building, or through the building? We're gonna. Squirts is gonna try to lead everyone so that our shadows aren't long on the ground, so our bodies are hugging a wall. Okay. Or we could lean into the, the sun sh- to make them shorter. It's true. <laughs> so the, the place with the most shadow is the right of the building or in the building? Is that... Well, Sports wouldn't want to go in the building just in case there are things in there. Yeah, let's yeah. not go in the building. Okay, so you're going to dash across to the building and then walk along its shadow, sort of hiding yourself from the left. Yeah. Um, okay. Perfect. So let's make our group stealth rolls. Hey, we did it. We got out of where we started. We did. We made a plan. We did it. And we had 10 to it, right? Correct. That's right. That's good because my roll was bad. Wasn't good? Wait, didn't we have advantage on stealth rolls for some reason or is that gone? No, we still have it. It's it's part of the hour. We get plus 10, right? John had that separately. Oh, oh. did that wear out or would I still have it? Okay, never mind. What's I our, got a 19. What's our bonus again? Sorry, that we can add? A 10. Does it stack on my uh, my yep. stealth bonus? Okay. That I don't have? <laughs> That's <laughs> um, a good question, nonetheless. Yeah, I'm thinking of my other character. All right. Um, a 23 from me. Uh, 35. Good Lord. <laughs> 36 with a natty 20. Whoa. 36. Giant right. lizard. Can't uh, see him at all. All right, you run across the the open. Um, uh, you run across the open desert. That the distance may be fifty feet between you and the keep. Everyone huddled together, close, looking like dirt, and just trying not to be seen. Moving as quickly and as briskly as possible. Who's carrying squirts? Is anyone carrying squirts? Or did that not happen? Uh, I'll carry squirts. Okay, on like shoulder style. Yeah. Okay, so you, with a kobold on your back? Just hold on to your hair. Yeah. yeah with she a baby kobold. Directing, <laughs> I just see a little hand point over my head where she wants to go. Yeah, you guys dash across really quickly and then cling to the side of the building. All four of you, well, all three of you, and then, you know, squirts, you're kind of there commanding. And uh, you indeed pass without trace for the moment. As you scooch down along the side of the building, you come across a door that enters into the building, or you can proceed further down to the farthest northern corner of the building and plan your next move from there. I say we keep keep going. Yeah. Proceed okay. forward. You move cautiously along the side of the building, trying to make yourselves as thin as possible, and you move to the corner. Now, I assume... Varel is in the lead, but uh, can I get a march order? We forgot to ask sooner. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't mind being in the front. I've got a pretty high passive perception for looking out for threats. I've okay, got so 21 passive perception. Stanley Squirts is in the front. Pharrell, then Nash. Sound right? I'd be in the fronty front because I'm the one who's going to run for it if things go okay. bad. You're in the That's fronty front. Yeah. All right. I'll be Pharrell, the- Stanley Squirts, Nash. Okay. I'll so, uh, Pharrell, you're the first to hit the corner. No one else can see around the corner but you. Um, do you want to make a perception roll or what do you want to do from here? Yes, I do. All right. Have at it. It's her. a nine. Okay. You look, uh, you look around, and you see uh, to the left is the gate, the drawbridge open down. You can begin to see some of the, the makeshift desert farm uh, buildings down that road. And then you look across to the right and see that that drawbridge is busted down, splinters of wood everywhere, but enough pieces of wood to make your way across. The two Nykoloths that you were trailing have taken the left passage. Uh, the left drawbridge, the one that's not destroyed. Um, and uh, apart from that, everything's quiet, and you don't see anything else except for the Nykolos patrolling in the sky. There are dozens of them at the least. All right. Well, to the gatehouse, then, would be my next move. Okay, the left gatehouse? Yes. Okay, Perfect. Let's get a second stealth roll, please. All right. Group stealth roll. 21 for Nash. A 29 for Stanley. 30. 33. All right. And now that you're used to the movement that this enhancing spell gives to you, your second leg of the journey is much quicker. You almost feel as if you're a blur as you move across the land and, and look up cautiously and see that nothing's paying attention to you. And you very quietly just mosey along, trying to keep yourself as small as possible, but as quick as possible, dash across the sand without making any noise on the ground. And before you know it, you're up against the rampart wall on the left side. Uh, the gatehouse is there, as you can see. There's a there's no door on it. There's just a stone entrance into the rampart wall. And a little further out, you can walk across the drawbridge. It's just right there. Looking back now at the keep, you see that the upper floors of the keep have been completely demolished. That the uh, that there's a giant pile of rubble of stone all around the keep and that the building has been... Uh, the building's been decimated pretty severely by whatever attack occurred here. All right. Time to cross the bridge. All right. Make another group stealth roll, please. Another 21 for me. A 30. 30. 36. 21, 30, 30, and 36. And then Kyle's. Did we get 36. Another natty 20. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> I'm rolling with advantage from my uh, right. so, scales. Scales, yeah. So, so, so Stanley, uh, and well, the party, really, you all sort of turn and look to Squirts, and Squirts appears to be listening or looking and somehow reading the wind to find the right time. She puts her hand up and asks she's everyone sick. to... She's got her mouth open like a dog out the window, with her tongue flapping in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, can you just say something like, wait for it, or give some instruction for everyone to be patient? 
Shh, wait, wait, wait. Look, listen. Shh. And the waiting occurs and moments go by as the pattern above, which just looks like an overwhelming army. Somehow Squirts is able to read that scenario. And as soon as the moment occurs where no one is looking at that particular section of the town, you can feel a tap on your shoulder, Stanley, and an instruction to... We move now, now. All right, I tap Varel to indicate he moves. All right, and you've already you've already made these rolls, right? I, I just, just flavored it up. So yeah. you move out onto the drawbridge, and you walk hurriedly, keeping small, out in the open, but dirty, just hoping you won't get spotted. It's a miracle that you're not spotted. You move like a silent blur across the bridge, and then something. It doesn't stop you, but something as you move across the bridge raises the hair on your back. A, a loud it's not loud it's just it's a voluminous voice that seems to carry everywhere it calls out minions we have one that I'm curious about come to me and witness this one's ascension and help him to become one of us and immediately the configuration of the, the Nykolos in the sky appear to sort of turn around and pay attention to a focal point um, in the direction that you're heading near the Church of the Fishbird. And as you actually can see down this uh, road now, you see that there is a crowd of Nykolos assembled far down near the church right on the road. Um, there appear to be like the, the ones flying appear to approach this grouping of Nykolos. There's maybe a hundred or 200 and you begin to hear the sound of chanting like, and in the circle inside, there's some sort of contest fighting violence of some kind as, as the Nikolaus begin cheering, cheering at something in the center. And then the flying ones begin approaching some of them landing, some of them flying, but all circling around to see what this, there's a congregation of these Nikolaus centered in the road. Now that you're nearly across the drawbridge and you're at high risk of being seen, you need to find cover immediately as the Nikolaus begin flying in that direction. There's uh, farmhouses to the left of the road, and there's the more densely populated cement buildings that have improved and been beautified since Hope's rule to the right. Well, I think our ultimate direction lies to the right, right? So probably dart that way hope that the distraction is enough to keep their eyes off the road everyone in agreement yeah yep yep, yep. yeah all right so instantly uh just without even a thought the entire party moves to the right and quickly approaches the first building that's there uh, do you enter the building or do you stay outside in an attempt to hide along the buildings i think we probably stay outside right keep to the shadows stay in, stay outside yeah, I would okay, agree. So you run, you run to the building. I'm just gonna move. Well, I guess Hope's not here, so I'll move that. Let's move these things here. You're sort of there on the map now. Okay, so you move towards the house, and uh, you move towards the building. Uh, you put your body again, small along its side, and siphle along the, sh- the narrow sliver of shadow that's there, and then make your way to the corner, looking down the first uh, row of buildings. 
as you peer down, as, even at your feet, you, you walk by mangled tiefling corpses. Just the, their blood pooled up in the sand and dried with these red sort of splotches in the sand. And you make you, you shimmy along and look down and you see littered and broken buildings, buildings like just completely destroyed in half and, and just piles of rubble. So there are openings there and tiefling corpses everywhere. If they're not corpses, they're these smoldering charcoal piles that you could only imagine was once a tiefling that's been evaporated. Jeez. All right. Well, we continue weaving betwixt the buildings. Okay. Let's make a group stealth roll again, please. Roll. 20, not natural. All right, you continue to sneak your way through the buildings, and by this time, you give a few moments waiting for Squirtz's instruction. The the Nycolos fly overhead and gather in this circle. I'm going to use Hope's token just to mark where it is on the did, map here. Did you not need the rest of their rolls? I guess you didn't need those. Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I didn't. Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Good, good call. <laughs> I, need, I need the results. <laughs> uh, I got a 22. Mm-hmm. 33. 25. Oh, mm-hmm. Nash? Oh, tw- uh, 20 not natural. Oh, yeah, that was the first one again, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. All right, perfect. So you move quietly down the alleyway, avoiding the attention of the Nycolos above. Within moments, though, they're, they're all congregated and focused on this assemblage that's happening in the road. Um, but your path takes you up to the sewing house. So you're going to move along several, several uh, buildings, stepping over uh, tiefling corpses and looking, just seeing detritus everywhere, careful not to step on glass or anything crunchy. But as you move down this, the the shouting also gets louder and louder, and you hear, yes. Ah, continue to show us how fierce you are, mortal. And there's a there's a shouting <laughs> occurring uh, from this congregation in the street, and it gets louder and louder. Uh, you've so you've stopped near the sewing house, which is decimated completely. You find a quiet place, um, looking Vorel, since you're in the lead, looking out to the left, you see Shorttail and Sharphorn across from the oiled road. And moving ahead, you can see the Church of the Fishbird rising up between the buildings. And and you also, to your right, facing east, you see the Golden Sands, uh, the familiar roadway to the Golden Sands. It's just a few more blocks away. All right. Let's take a look around real quick, because I remember being a pretty open road to the Sands. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how would you like to look around? With a six in perception. Uh, did you? Uh, so it's difficult to see anything between the buildings, apart from what's down the visual. Um, it's not enough visual, but the, like the alleys, the streets, you know. So if you want to get a better view of things, you'd have to get up to a higher spot, let's say on top of one of the buildings or something like that. Mm, yeah, they're all flying around up there, and I might break the range. So I'd stick with the group and call a six good if it looks clear. Okay, so uh, six. You take a look around, and you don't see any any immediate danger. All right, advance the group. 
Okay, let's make a group stealth check again, please. Would be the last one. Stealth. Ooh, nat 20 and a 10, so 30. Wee-hoo. Okay. Wee-hoo, wee-hoo. 32. Did you say 80? 27. (laughs) I hope said 82. Holy crap. 28. Perfect. And which direction are you heading with this? It was towards the Golden Sands, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Varel, you begin to step in the direction of the Golden Sands and begin moving, but a familiar voice crying out across Tietkala captures your attention. It's very far away. You call yourself demons? I laugh at your weakness and your necessity to move in large packs. And you, you cannot hunt on your own. I will kill every one of you. But if you were smart, you would send them all at me. And then another voice echoes throughout throughout uh, Tietkala. It says, silly fool. Then who would we have to torment? You've been quite fun. I think we'll continue to make you fight for your life. You there. Next. And then the sounds of combat begin to echo from the direction of the gathering. Do you continue to the Golden Sands? Sure do. Yeah. All right. You make your way past the houses, moving quietly, stealthily, noticing that the Nikolaus have not paid any attention in your direction. And before you know it, the familiar sight of the Golden Sands is within view. Quietly, you approach the front door, open it, and look inside. The glass windows are broken out, all the furniture is in a mess everywhere, but the place is relatively intact. It's, however, very quiet, and you don't hear the sound of any life as you peer in. I would sneak in and start making my way towards the trapdoor basement. Okay, perfect. So you make your way inside the building, past the counter where the drinks and the food is served, into the back room where the kitchen is. You notice that everything's been left. You know, there's meat out and and, and food half-plated, and uh, the furnace is still going, or not the furnace, but the the cooking thing, mound place. (laughs) The stove, perhaps. (laughs) Fireplace, whatever you call that thing. And you turn your way, you turn to the right to the familiar storage room where, you know, vegetables and meats are kept and the stairwell to the bottom is. The rest of the party continues following behind you. You move down to where your bedroom in the basement is and Bok Bok's bed and your your mound in in the basement below. Now the lights are off down here, so it's very dark. You can't see anything. In that description, did you just confirm the room was empty or just dark? Well, you don't hear or see any movement. If something's in here, it's still the basement is dark. You can't see in the basement quite yet. Okay. Bok Bok, I've returned. There's no reply. Hmm. Now, from memory, you're aware that you constructed passage out in case things got bad within the city proper but 
you moving into the room through the darkness just a little bit to see. It's, it's just, you're just you can't see what the status of that passage might be. Okay. I will advance towards the passage. Yeah, you move through the darkness. There's this room being very familiar to you. You're able to move through it without needing a lot of visibility. The rest of the party follows you down, and those with dark vision, you see a bed. You see a mound that you would assume would be Varel's sand, uh, relaxation and sleep area, and a few boxes uh, here and there. Um, notably, they're all empty. Varel, you move to the part of the room that you recognize as the part that you could dig your way out to an exit. It's covered in. As you reach out your hand to touch it. Covered in as collapsed? Uh, no, it's it's covered up as it's supposed to be. Like okay, it's just cool. there's sand. Yeah. Right, Basically, it's not really a door or anything. It's just a place you can dig where you know on the other side there's a passage. There's an escape to the sewers. Cool. Um, would it be nature survival to check if it's been recently? Yeah. Um, survival, shifted? I think. Yeah. It's a tracking, hunter tracking thing. Yeah. A 23. Okay. Um, so you feel the integrity of the sand, looking to see if it's been recently moved or shifted. And the earth crumbles easily and is light and not densely packed. Definitely a sign that this has been opened and reclosed recently. Awesome. Then I will proceed with entering my tunnel. Okay. Digging out uh, desperately is going to take a couple of minutes. Does the rest, anyone else in the party help, or does they begin to watch Pharrell dig through the passage? Um, I would offer to... St- at least see if I could do anything with um, with mold earth in there. Maybe you still have mold earth. Yeah, I do. It's dirt, right? Yeah, yeah. Then you can move it all the earth out in seconds. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so Varel, uh, the earth begin immediately turning into particulate and float all around you, and then Nash <laughs> piles it up behind you. And as he does that, sticks of dynamite fall to the ground before you. And after the earth is instantly moved, there's about 50 sticks of dynamite that was buried in the, in, in, <laughs> in the wall. And it opens up uh, completely into a darkened passage. And you hear the sound of like someone trying to light a flint and tinder. No, Bok, Bok, no, it's us. <laughs> you hear echoing <laughs> down the passageway. Do not... Blow the blowy. It's your friends. It's me, Varel. I've returned. Varel! And it, it, you immediately hear the pitter-patter of footsteps as bok comes running. You're back! And he seems to be speaking the English you taught him uh, quite well. And he runs in the passage and he runs towards you and jumps up and gives you a massive hug. He goes, Varel! 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 He's yelling loudly and his voice is carrying up into the... Uh, into the into the house above. I I embrace him, turn my head to Squirts and say, silence this. <laughs> no, can't. Must keep us stealthy. Can't do more. You must silence. Right. I, 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 I hold him in an attempt to like maintain the hug while also muzzling him into my shoulder. Okay. 
<laughs> Perfect. All right. So he's just hugging you and he's enthusiastic. And and as you are hugging him and, and silencing him, uh, let's do a, I don't know, uh, let's do a stealth check, I guess, for him, trying to keep him quiet, just for you. You'll get the bonus from Pass Without Trace. Oh, cool. I think. Let's a do it 35. Okay, good. so you bury him into your scales and he's super excited. He wants to be let go so he can breathe a bit, but you're kind of like, he'll be fine and you keep him in there so that he'll be quiet. Um, pushing him away. Uh, a minute goes by from this reunion as Bok Bok is like... <laughs> he's very happy to see you yelling into your armpit. <laughs> and the form of Angelashi, silhouette of her, fully pregnant wearing Trashburg Gray walks through the passage and immediately springs forth and darts towards Nash. And she doesn't say a word. She just steps forward, puts her arms around you, although it's somewhat difficult because there's a big belly between your two bodies. But she puts her arms around you and she leans in for a deep, passionate kiss. And it lasts, it's lasting a really long time. All right. I will be, why? I'll be super Tell me into why it. Why she eat his face? <laughs> oh. Well, because she likes him very much. Oh. Oh. My little, my little baby, <laughs> my little baby hand will come out and grab her ear and pull her ear toward me with a little baby hand. She doesn't stop kissing you. It doesn't affect her. Well, then Nash will not let the fact that he hasn't brushed his teeth in like two months cause any issues here. He's down with it. He's down. (laughs) The kiss continues. I let it continue. All right. And after a moment goes by, Angela, she appears to remember herself and that there are other people there. And she pulls away from the kiss. But as she pulls away, some of your rotten flesh, like, Gets stuck to her lip, and you just kind of pull it off, and it's just kind of stuck there. She doesn't. (laughs) Does she appear not to mind at all, or is she grossed Uh, out? No, no, she doesn't even notice. It's just you know, like someone has like a piece of cheese on their beard, or they don't know it's there. It's just. It's flavor. It's Nash flavor. You there, know? there is no romance quite like a there will be dungeons romance. Let me tell you. Yeah. Especially Nash. All she, right. She pulls away and she looks at you and she says, Nash, I'm so glad you're back. I knew you'd return for me. I promised I would. Uh, by the way, you got a, you got a little, uh, I point at my lip and go, you got a little something right here. <laughs> she laughs and she says, it's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I, of course I'm back. I couldn't leave you here. Plus I had uh, on some good, knowledge that you were in some serious trouble please tell me that you have a way out of here I do but we have to move quickly I can't remember where we're going to do this it can be anywhere we can do it right now right yeah we can do it wherever you can cast the spell there's a reason any reason not to do it in this place I mean Actually, you know what I'll do? I'll turn around and I'll, I'll work quickly and make sure everybody's in, and then I will put some of that mold earth 
dirt I moved and I'll put it back in place so that we're in a closed space. So nobody can bug okay. us for that minute. I have to do my chalk work. My fancy chalk work. And as you begin, are there any others down here? Anybody else hiding out with you? Or just you and Bok Bok? No, it's just... It's just me and Bok Bok. I, I, we came down here and we hid. And we were formulating a plan to escape. But Bok Bok wanted to wait. He felt that Pharrell would come for him. Well, we have a way out. Nash, do you want to get started? Yeah. One quick question, though. Angie, is the baby going to be okay for this? Are, are you feeling okay? I don't want to... And she, she, she grabs her stomach and she says, We must get to somewhere safe soon. And with, with that, um, in that moment... A message appears in all of in well in Varel Stanley's Varel Stanley's Nash's and Angelashi's mind. It's the voice of a familiar voice enters your head. Stay where you are. Help is coming. I have questions that need answering. It's a message spell. Those you can send a reply. Who do we? We, do we, we said we recognize that. Do we recognize who? The voice of Nobieri. Oh, great. Do you know where we are? A message returns. Yes, you're in the Golden Sands. I bring with me help to vanquish this army. Stay where you are. Help is coming. And with that, you immediately hear. From coming from above, just this loud engine sounds, like coming out of it, and then this, and and you hear the sounds of fighting, and these weird like sounds coming from outside upstairs. The three Stooges have come. Coming from above, you said? It's coming from outside, yes. I don't know what to do. What are we doing? That was Nobieri. He said help was coming. But what help? The tieflings are all dead, says Angelashi. Oh. We gotta go. I mean, it sounds like they're here. Is there any harm in waiting we still stay Pharrell do you want to go see if you can find out what's going on get back to us and we can start the spell as soon as we feel like we have a minute Varel doesn't know the fate of Razak Ball, right? Mm. And the Dr. Spider, who has that information. Yeah. You did leave it in Omnom's hands. Uh. And that sounded like his voice from across the distance. 
It did. So... I would say, to what end? This place is gone. Razak Val, if Omnam fights the demons now, has fallen. Hope is no longer here. Her people are dead. And we have a new base among the stars. Why should we hold out for Nobieri, who has done nothing but tempt the fate of demons in the past? I'm inclined to agree with you, but what if he has others? Look, I'm the last person that wants to see Nobieri make it out of here. I wanted to kill him a long time ago, but... What if he has other people with him? What other, other who? Other, yeah, people to save, or what do you mean? Other people to save. He said he was bringing help. Maybe there's some capable people. I mean, even with recovery, you've seen what's out there. We're going to need all the help we can get. Well, our original plan was to teleport out of here. And it still is. We can just bring more people with us. Oh, jeez. I don't like it. Does it they sound like, like there's just more fighting above? Mm, it, the sounds are strange, unlike any fighter you've heard before. Aren't you curious? We still have staff. Come, Stanley, leave these boring people down here, and then she'll bite your face. Not very hard. <laughs> are you, are you attack roll? No, she's not trying to hurt That's him. an adorable bite. Okay, gotcha. Hold on, I'm just looking... Oh, so what he cast was Message, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to point in the direction and try and cast Message back to him, and I'm going to say, who exactly is with you, Nobieri? You get a puzzling response back after a moment. He says, your people. Does only Stanley hear that? Only Stanley hears that. Okay. He says he's here with my people. I don't know what that means. Send another message. What do you mean, my people? I'm with my people. <sighs> Your kin, the Elhandari. You get back in it as a response. He's got elves with him. So? Well, that's unique. I'm aware. Look, if he's got a lot of people with him, this could be of use to us. They're fighting demons. A simple emotional toll on them makes them hump monsters or summon boyfriends with demon necklaces. I do not trust your people, frankly. Our interactions have been sparse and bad. (laughs) (laughs) So what? We just leave, live out in space on a couple of rocks. Do not call that cowardice. 
I have been through multiple cities at this point, each more insane than the last, all full of destitute people unwilling to fix their own situations. And we had been offered a base of operations among the stars with a flying ship of our own to defeat cosmic entities. It is the best chance we've had with no bloat. We don't need mechanics. We don't need rock. Well, we probably do need rocket ships. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, give yourself inspiration for that. <laughs> where, is, where is Hope in all of this? Where is she? Is she here? She's... Look around, Nash. This is the very same company Hope left with. She came home and destroyed it. We don't know that. Uh, we don't so know it's that. a coincidence that the demons we were fighting that she left all chummy with just so happened to be back in her home. It doesn't mean it was her will. It could have arrived in any way. We've seen demons launch from the buttocks of homeless. We've seen... <laughs> there is no connection. Are you blind, Pharrell? Hope abandoned you. And I don't know if all of a sudden maybe you're losing your lizard-like insight on things and actually getting emotional for once, but she left. She ditched every single one of us with her new demon pals who happened to be the very same demon pals floating around. That's a lot of coincidences you're deciding to overlook. There's a very strong conversation we need to have about goals. Every single one of us. What our plans are for the future. Right now we're saving this beautiful creature, Bok Bok. And this bloated woman ready to give birth. (laughs) She is ready to give birth. This is my only chance to have a child of my own. She needs to get out of here. Or I need to know she's safe. Nobieri doesn't make me feel that safe. Every intention of getting out of here. I just want to know if we can do it with more allies. It's a reasonable it's a reasonable thing to want, but we don't know what he's up to. Do we just trust his little mind message and call it good? Let's find out. Angel actually puts a hand on your shoulder, Nash, and says We should see who it is. They may need our help too. Does every time we enter a building, Stanley get to change his mind? (laughs) This is madness. Um. I mean, change my mind, Vorel. My goals have been the same this entire time. I want to win. This offers us the best chance. What are we winning? Getting rid of these things. Getting people we supposedly care about out of here. We know better than anybody that there is a world out there vastly better than this one. At the very least, we could offer that comfort to others. Others who right now, as far as we know, are out there fighting and dying to aid us. 
Maybe directly, maybe indirectly. All right. Let's put a time on it, though. We have to go. And if these elves are incapable of defeating the army, then we leave. Very well. Nash, start getting ready to cast the spell. I will send a message when we're ready for you to complete it, and we will go. Fine. And I'll, I'll mark, out, <clears throat> mark out everything except for the last little bit. So kind of ready to go when he says Okay, go. so Nash, are you staying down here with Angel Ashy? Is that Yeah, I'm going to stay here, keep, keep her safe. Keep the teleport circle warm? Yeah. Uh, Varel and Stanley, are you heading up above? Yeah. I think Squirts okay. is too, because she seemed into it. Totally. Okay, and uh, <laughs> do you have instructions for Bok Bok, Varel? Uh, I don't think he'd let me go, right? Yeah, but he's your squire. Well, I'll do, I'll do the old I'll do the old baby test, like where you, you sort of start to put him down, and if he grabs harder, I'll hold on. Uh, uh, so you, you go to put put him down, and he he holds on at first, but then through his um, just squirming, trying to get away, he catches a glance of squirts, and his body tension changes, and he becomes loose and easy to put down. And he's kind of got his hands behind his back and he kicks a bit of the dirt and he seems kind of well behaved for the moment. Uh oh, Buck Buck's crushing on squirts. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that feels like a good cliffhanger right there. Why don't we go to the break <laughs> and let everyone think about what that's going to be like? Holy Moses. All right, great. What have we done with that little guy? All right, uh, we'll be back momentarily, everybody. Grab a drink, take a pee, come back, and record here. And we're back, everybody. We're back. After we're back a- in the basement of the Golden Sands mm-hmm. at a bittersweet reunion. Friends of old have been met, but a somber decision lies before the party. Nobieri has contacted the group telepathically to advise them to hold their position and that help is incoming. The sounds of battle have increased outside. Uh, and there's a full-scale kind of combat happening, but it's punctuated. So there'll be this din of loud sounds followed by quiet, then followed by loud sounds again, and then quiet. The six of you? Yeah, the six of you remain in the basement. Bok-Bok was just lowered off of Varel's shoulder, and seeing Squirts, his behavior has changed. He's put his arms behind his back, and he's kicking the dirt and behaving a little unlike Bok-Bok, somewhat coy and shy. All right, let's see if we can find out what's going on up there. Stanley will start moving back to where we came in. Okay, and Varel, Varel and Squirts, can, you will continue with them? All yes. right. Yep. And Jalashi will stay with uh, Nash in the basement. Do you have instruction for Bok Bok or no? Bok Bok's to protect these people. Bok Bok raises up a hand. He goes, ah, yeah. says, yes, sir, in Goblin. 
and he and he looks towards Squirts and he says, "I will protect." <laughs> we go, go now. Spell dying. The three of you run upstairs, Nash. As the three of them ascend the stairs, Bok Bok approaches the stairs and looks up wistfully. All right, Stanley, you're in the lead as you move up the stairwell, looking around, and you immediately there's a shadow inside the golden sands as you make your way through the kitchen, looking out the window, and you see the bottom half of a large Nikoloth form moving slowly and cautiously down whatever direction he's choosing between the buildings. But you can only see sort of his thighs. You're not seeing him, so he hasn't noticed you either. Appears to be moving. Uh, slowly and carefully. You hear a... Okay. Um, is he inside the Golden Sands, or I'm seeing him through no, the No, he's seeing him through the windows outside. Well, the windows are broken through the window holes. Okay. I'm going to see if I can creep over to the windows and, you know, keeping low to where I'm not just exposed, but see if I can peek over and get any idea of what's going on out there. Okay. The remainder of the party will follow Q. So the three of you, can you get me a group stealth roll, please? It's going to be a 22 for Stanley. Don't forget the pass of the trace. Yeah, that was with it. Mm-hmm. 31. 19. All right. Carefully, quietly move across. Varel makes a slight crunch on the ground, but it's muted very much. And there's a sort of moment where everyone looks at each other and then the Nikoloth thighs don't appear to react in any way, suggesting that the sound was heard. You make your way to the side of the building. Stanley, do you want to use your passive perception or do you want to make a perception roll? Do you want to take 10 or do you want to roll? Let's make a perception roll. Okay. Considering it's plus 11, definitely will do better than 10. Oh, there you it's go. It's a 12. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a yeah, one? Yeah, you a roll one. a one. Okay. Uh, you go to peer out and a moth flies into your eyes. Uh, I need a dex. <laughs> I need a, I need a charisma, sa- uh, yeah, charisma saving throw, please. Can Squirts try to eat it? Give him advantage by trying to eat it. But Um, he has to make the saving roll. 14 on the save. Okay, so you're able to fight the urge to swat at it or make any noise as the moth messes up your vision. However, you just can't see it. You're scared of being seen, so you move back down, having learned nothing. Uh, Except that you saw that there's a Nykaloth outside progressing slowly down the passageway. (laughs) All and right. then as you move back down, the moth follows you and then Squirts' his bad breath envelops your nose. I, I imagine Squirts has bad breath. Is Squirts a toothbrusher? Uh, no, it's like kind, a or? weird little lizard thing. Nah, nah, it'd be like nah. carrying. Like, yeah. It would, t- it would smell like whatever you last eaten, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So what did you eat last? Oh, trash. Vegetable yeah. peeling. <laughs> <laughs> Vegetable peelings waft into your nose. Nash's pocket. <laughs> Vegetable peelings waft into your nose as um, Squirt's face enters your face and eats the moth. All right, let's never try that waste again. food. Maybe without the comical sense of it's got to be better than ten right before I look. <laughs> Would you like to try again? 
Yeah. All right. I need another stealth roll just for you. Oh, another stealth roll for me? Yeah, to avoid being seen. Okay, hold on. Let me a little stealth. Uh, with pass without a trace, that's a 34. Okay, now your perception roll, please. Uh, I already rolled that as a 31. Okay. So you look around and get a complete sense of what's going on. You look up and you use reflections to get a perfect picture of everything that's occurring outside of the Golden Sand, which is the following. There's Nikolaus slowly walking around. He's looking up at the sky. What is he looking at? And you see that there's a large, large gray metallic shape hovering above the uh, alley of, of the, of the Orifiwitz uh, town. <clears throat> and it's, he's looking up and he's sort of paying attention to it. And as he does that, you notice these shimmers in the air, like these invisible shimmers sort of falling down and landing on rooftops and not making a lot of sound there. Something has descended from the ship under some kind of cloak and has hit the ground on the ceilings above a few moments goes by. And a couple of these round gray balls are tossed up in the air over the top of the roofs and they land at the feet of the Nikoloth and the Nikoloth peers, it looks around and goes, what manner of treachery is this? And then the grenades explode. Now, Stanley, uh, you can you can either stay and make a saving throw and be affected by this grenade, or you can take cover since you've seen them coming. I'll take cover. All right. So you take cover, and all you see is a is a white flash. And you hear nothing. All right. I'll give it a second to feel that it is more secure and peek up and peek over. Okay. Uh, we're going to preserve your stealth check and perception roll as you quickly peer up your sort of very dirty matted hair full of oil and, and grease. Just, you know, these two eyes sort of peer up above the window. The Nikoloth is standing there. He's kind of looking at his hands as if he had never seen them before. And then along the rooftops now, you see these black figures in these Mass Effect-looking bodysuits just running across, moving position up across. They have these visor helmets. One of them up top presses the button on their helmet and reveals a fair lady elven face with long, long blonde hair and pointed ears. And that one um, reaches uh, into a rucksack that she has attached to her side that you can see from the roof, gets out a clipboard and a pen, and then jumps off the side of the building. And just as she's about to land, there's almost this this impulse, this like imperceptible impulse of air, and she floats for a second and hits the ground. And then she walks up to the Nikoloth. She reaches into one of her... She has, like, all these compartments on this suit, right? So she reaches into one, pulls out a pair of glasses, and puts them on. And she says, Hello there, lost soul. What is your name? I'm Dr. Evane. And then the Nikoloth looks around and goes, I... I don't know my name. I don't know my name. She says, well, that's okay. That's okay. I'm sure we'll help you to find your name soon. Can you tell me something? 
What is it that is hurting you right now? And the Nykaloth looks at his hands and he goes, Oh, uh, uh, I am not free. I am not free. Then the elf goes, good, good, but that's okay. That's okay. We all serve someone. Perhaps the person that you are serving, you no longer wish to serve, and maybe you need some help to make that decision. And the Nykaloth looks at his hands and looks at her and uh, attempts to be violent, uh, and then it washes from his face. What is happening to me? Dr. Yvain uh, looks up from her clipboard and she says, you've been pacified uh, with one of our uh, one of our anti-aggression grenades. Uh, it's okay. We're here to just facilitate a conversation. There's no need for all of this violence. We need to figure out what's hurting you. And the, the Nycloth goes, Ugh. and then also using your perceptions, you watch this proceeding. You see that some sort of tiny little device on wheels from a couple of directions as the other elves on top of the rooftops descend down as well. They roll out these almost ghostbuster looking traps as they skirt across the dirt and roll up near him. And he looks at it and he goes, what are these? She says, don't worry about those. They're here to help bring you to a better place. And then with that, these traps open. <laughs> And these giant tentacles fire off these octopus-looking tentacles with the suction cups and everything, purple and black in nature. They shoot out, wrap around the Nycoloth, and he just passively accepts it, and he goes, I'm going to a better place. And she says, well, it won't be a better place for you. You're very dangerous, but you may find peace in this new place. May the light be with you. And then, without even putting up a fight, the Nycoloth is like somehow, this is a small little device. The tentacles grab the Nycoloth and pull him in and shrink him in as he's going. And the trap closes. And some smoke comes out of it. And it sparks. The doctor slowly approaches the trap investigates it for a moment and she begins looking around the horizon Stanley do you hide uh no I think I would be too shocked to do much of anything at the moment I think I would just be staring okay, Squirts will start pulling your hair as she starts to look closer <laughs> I'm hiding <laughs> The elf, the elf looks in your direction as she scans around. She sees you and recognition immediately, uh, immediately on her face. She, she lifts up her lap and she says, we have survivors here. And she moves forward very slowly. And she says, we come in peace. We are here to help. Please put down your arms. She's saying this to you, Stanley. Um, just, I would, I'm seen, so I would stand. 
<laughs> with like a squirts wrapped around my head, yeah. pulling on my hair. She's unfazed by the, the kobold. Varel, it's all right. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, honestly. Get up here. Never. It's not. It's we. The person is insane. They're in the streets blowing people into machines. <laughs> well, that's why you don't make them mad. Just stand up. Oh, they're going to tell us what to do. They're going to try to own us. I hear that perhaps <laughs> one among you is feeling a bit untrusting. We're here with... Um, don't hit me with your... your trust beam. There's no trust beams here. We, we will not... You're safe. You're among friends. Riddle Nobieri, your, one of your leaders is here. They sent for us. Uh, for the record, we don't particularly like Nobieri. Well, I'm sure that's something we can talk about soon, but for now we have to get this place under control. Come, step forward, don't be shy. And as you do that, the remaining suited elves uh, descend and approach safely with their guns lowered. Uh, forming sort of a half crescent uh, in front of the Golden Sands. You're an elf, are you not? Well, you're half right. You are, you are our kin. It's okay, step forward. All right, step forward. All right, so you find your way to the door and move out. And as you move out and take a look above, you see that uh, there's a giant spaceship in the sky. <laughs> it's massive, just floating above. And you see that there are troops descending from it. And as you look about, you see another scene, uh, just like the one you saw a little further down, where it's apparent that these squadrons are somehow pacifying the demons and talking to them and then luring them into these traps and sort of slowly working their way towards. There's a lot of ruckus coming from the assemblage of demons you heard from the road. Uh, but uh, in this area, it seems peaceful for now. Well, we uh, I appreciate your assistance for sure. We have more down below. We should uh, get them up here if there's more to say. Yes, uh, we're securing the perimeter now. It will not take us long to drive these demons back. They are very simple-minded. Right, I'll send a message to Nash. Nash, ah! it's clear. You oh. can come on up. I'll send a reply. All right, I'm on my way. Are you sure? P.S. Are you sure? Send another message. Yes. He's not sure. What, what the hell is wrong with you, standing? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, they just wiped out all the demons. You, you, we've met so many people. Yes, and you will meet more people before you die. Thank you, Chunks. <laughs> one day you will learn the lesson that I have the first people to show up aren't the ones to trust the demons were the first people to show up 
These are the ones getting rid of the ones not to trust. Dr. Evane uh, steps forward to you, Varel, and says, Shh, now, I see your pain. I see your confusion. It's okay. You are among friends here. We mean no ill will towards you or your people. We were asked to come here to help, and we answered the call. It's yet to be proven how you plan to use us. And I would not expect to earn your respect without showing that first. It's a noble step. It's the elves approach uh, a little bit closer. A ship, a smaller vessel from the top appears to have lowered down. And it sort of hovers above uh, the buildings a bit and some ropes are dropped down. And from the side, you see Riddle Nobieri, Melgor of Poxus, and a few other tieflings in the ship above as they take ropes along with some more elven troops. And they all descend down uh, to the ground. Uh, Nash, you've come up with the rest of the uh, Angelashi and Bakbak, is that correct? Yes. All right, so you can now see this too. You see Riddle and, and Melgor descending by a rope down. Uh, Nobieri descends down and he looks to you, Varel, and he says, What have, where is she? Where is Hope? What happened to her? And Melgor pushes him aside and he, he, he approaches up to you quickly, Varel, and he says, What have you done with her? And he pushes you in your chest. Excuse me. I have done nothing with your queen. She took her own path. And then Nobieri uh, takes the shoulder of Melgor. He's a tiefling. It looks like Chris Hemsworth, by the way. Just so that you have that image in mind. (laughs) Puts puts his hand on on Melgor's shoulder. Melgor goes and kicks the sand and and walks off. And Nobieri approaches you. Forel. We have not seen you in months. You 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 went to go. Uh, you disappeared in the night, although I had some sense of what Hope was doing. But there was an explosion upon the horizon, and I could feel that she was no longer here. And I thought I felt her for a second, but it's gone. And this place is destroyed, and, and I find you here. What has happened? We saved the world. Did did you? It's just he's taking it all in. How? We fought the great demon Dolopopio, destroyed him in his own realm. Then we were cast into the city of Sigil, and we have finally returned. Sigil. How do you know this? Because I was there. He reaches into, like, on his belt, he's got a few pouches. He reaches into it. He pulls out a, a dust-covered tome and hurriedly he's flipping through the pages. And he, he stops at one and he shows you the book. And it's got a picture of a city sort of in, in an inverse sphere with city all around. And a, a drawing of the Lady of Pain on the center. And he shows it to you. He goes, you've been to this place. The very same, though your but, art is a bit outdated. But but how? 
It is real, then. Should it not be? I have spent lifetimes searching for the secrets of the universe, and you casually explain to me that you've been to the center of creation's mystery as if it were some normal thing. I must know more, but how is hope involved in this? You, s- you saved the world, and yet we are amongst destruction. There was a moment of choice, and Hope decided to ascend using an artifact of great power. She is no longer with us in this flesh. What artifact is this you speak of? I only knew it as the fist. It is a glove. No, turns out the actual artifact was a uh, hand inside a glove. A hand? Last we saw Hope, she was running off with demons not unlike the demons that have been invading this city. She didn't even look like herself anymore. She looked like a... well, a demon. Like a hand of metal? When last uh, I saw her, she had only but one arm and one leg. What, what hand does she have? I, I don't understand. She cut off her own arm. And she affixed this one to it. He, he, Nobiri turns to the elf and he says, I must return to your library. And, and the elf looks at him and says, You are permitted to return and make use of our facilities as much as you wish. Nobiri turns to you and says, We have been offered safe harbor with the elves of Elhandar. They have much to offer us. And while we figure out what has happened to Hope, it is much safer place than here. Why are they working I, with you? I sought them out. I've spent months searching for you, searching for Hope. A queen has gone missing in her most loyal subject is to sit by and do nothing? No. Myself and Melgor took the order to search for hope. We've been to Razakval. We saw the destruction there. We moved past to the Purple Desert. We found the Fate Four in pieces. And then we saw the rift explode. Well, my point is no one does anything for free or out of the goodness of their heart. What do you what do you get for their services? Another elf this <clears throat> time a male, he removes his helmet and he opens it up and he says, I'm Captain Oh, let me get the name. Sorry about that. I am Captain Temneth. I am Captain Temneth. 
I lead this battalion. Let me assure you. Or no, wait, I'm still doing this one. <laughs> I'm Captain Tenmeth. Let me assure you that the elves of Elhandari are an enlightened people. We seek to bring a harmony and balance to the universe. And we do so through learning and understanding of one another. We, our civilization is not built on conquering and taking. Our civilization is built on the spirit and the health of the mind. Oh. We seek nothing from you. Varel <laughs> turns and does a little pace back and forth before rejoining the line. <laughs> you have to forget our forgive our lizard friend. His his ways are the opposite of this. He acts like this, but we met his people. They are exactly the same. This is also called re-education. You end up in a cage. We have no cages and no prisons where we are, Mister. Um, what is your name? Varel Rasphim Kurik. Fang of Razak Val. It is my honor to it is my honor to meet you. It's not Russian. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever he is. It is, my, it is my honor to meet a fierce warrior such as yourself. Not all cages are material. We have no cages, but we do have endless wilderness in the biodome. A place I think you would prosper in. I'll be inside the sands. <laughs> this biodome you speak of. Yes. Is it an actual structure or is this a metaphorical space? No. There's much to answer. And we cannot answer it all here. I still have squadrons battling throughout the city. I must see to them now. Join Nobieri and return to El Handar. Or don't. The choice is yours. And then Dr. Uh, Yvonne lifts up her thing to speak into it. And she says, this is the 23rd squadron. We're moving out to the west side of the city. Fare you well. And then she sort of makes a, a sign with her hand and her and her squadron of elves sort of re helmetize <laughs> and begin moving out down the alley. There are ropes leading up to the ship hovering slightly above. Angel Ashy uh, Nash walks to your side, rubs your arm and speaks into your ear quietly. She says, Nash, we should go with them. I have a feeling that this is the way. The way to what? She grabs tight, your arm tightly and she says, We have a child that we are bringing into the world. And these elves, they are harmonious, they are peaceful. They offer a much better world than this place. And 
I feel that our answers lie with them. It's a feeling. I can't explain it. Uh, table talk. Are they? Are they? Did they offer to take us with us or us to go with them? Yeah, they said we could join them. Oh, they did say that. Okay. Um. I'll look into her eyes and say, "I'm not one to trust any creature I've just met." But I do trust in your intuition. And if you feel that the safety of the child and ourselves are better served with these elves, then who am I to deny that intuition? As you say that, um, the body of an elf mangled and, 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 and just broken flies across in front of you and hits the ground dead instantly just completely crippled and there's a her her whoever this is you can't see because the helmet the the speakerphone on it is going we can't we can't control the big one more grenades more grenades 24th get in there with your therapy we will launch the grenades and move in Another one, another. It's too strong for us. This one, this one is too strong. We must have a new tactic. We've lost our entire squadron to this. We cannot contain this, this one. And you hear a laughter echo throughout town. <laughs> Pathetic. I will emerge from the sand. Slam <laughs> <laughs> and open the door. And if it's got any hinges left, it falls to the ground. Now's our time. In the face of these weak elves, we prove ourselves as heroes and defeat this monster. Can we see All this right. thing that they're talking about? Can we see it? No. But you do, there... have a, you do have access to the maybe the, the walkie-talkie on the corpse. Are there uh, any other elves around, or is it just the walkie-talkie? The elves have moved along. Uh, the ropes are there, and Nobieri and Melgor are still present. Uh, all right. I'll go over. Do they have walkie-talkies, or is it just coming out of the helmet? They, there's a, something on their lapel. It's a device. looks like a speaker slash microphone sort of deal. It's alien. You're not quite sure. John, here in America, that's lapel. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. lapel. Uh, so I, uh, <laughs> uh, Stanley goes over there, grabs it, clicks it on. This is Stanley Billings. The heroes of the waste are going to be tagging in on this one and drop it. And as it drops, you hear any help would be appreciated. All right, let's get to it. All right, so you can hear the sounds of, of, like, the direction that the body flew in was from the west, so it was definitely in that area where there's a big congregation of them. Uh, Is everyone heading out? I'll tell Angela she to... Actually, I can carry her. I'm going to carry her up into the ship. 
It's where she can be safe. Oh, you're going to float up with yeah, her? with my underwear. Oh, my God. That is such a scene. So Nash immediately <laughs> scoops Angelashi up pregnant in her arms and begins floating with his thermal underwear DNA. <laughs> up, Just leave up. that part out. Just leave that part out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> up, just floating up with his corp, uh, with his cloak, uh, just holding her up. And as you get above the buildings, you see you can you can see all around you, first of all, Nash, and you yeah. see that there are there are hundreds, if not a thousand, of these elf these elves within the city, and they're dispatching all of these demons successfully. But as you as you and Angelashi with their armor around you look to the west, you see that there is a rather large demon, and you recognize him immediately. It's General Carthax. And he's sitting upon a throne made of dead tieflings that he's killed here. And he looks out, and there's a there's a lizard folk standing alone in the desert, and there's a bunch of um, there's no other Nycolos around. It's just him, and there's a bunch of elves, elf corpses as they try to approach or kill him, and just don't seem to be able to do it. And he's laughing, <laughs> and as like a squadron of elves makes an attempt to go out, he just he fires just lasers from his eyes, and just. Sh- sh- shreds them and just annihilates them in, in the spot. And you sort of see this. Angela, she leans in. She gives you a kiss on a cheek and she says, show them what you can do. And as you gently put her down, stand her back up in the ship, uh, you're now floating on your own in the sky. All right. I will float down so that I'm, I can still kind of have a view of things, but also the, so Varel uh, and Stanley can hear me and I'll I will exclaim to them what direction our problem is, and and I'll yell. And as you exclaim that, you hear. Oh, sorry. Go f- you first. I was just going to say he's he's sitting on a pile of corpses, and he's destroying every life in front of him. This will be bad. That's all I was going to say. And you hear you hear a, a helmeted elf from inside the ship behind you go. Here, take these. And then um, this sort of capsule, like this sort of cylinder, gets tossed out. And uh, Nash, let's make a, an athletics check to see if you can catch or sleight of hand. Let's do. Uh, neither one have a bonus, so that's fine. Either one. Um, all right, here we go. Hold on, that's not. I have no real bonus there. A twelve. Okay, so you go to try and catch the cylinder, and you miss, and it falls to the ground in front of Stanley's feet. Great. Fumble fingers, Nash. At it again. <laughs> don't worry, you awesomely brought your wife or yeah, your your wife up to the ship. I'll go, cool. I don't know what that is. They just tried to throw it to me, Stanley. Be careful. I don't know what it is. What is it? There's a cylinder. Looks like a, something's contained inside. It has a screw top. All right, I'll pick it up. Open it. You open it, and uh, there are some glowing capsules inside. Inside, These pills, but they kind of glow pink. What are these for? They didn't say. They just said we could use them. Nobiary uh, looks and he says they have all kinds of wonderful medications there. Perhaps. That will help you now. One presumes stat improvements. 
Not understanding Nash's comment. <laughs> I mean, really, how much weirder could the day get? Stanley will take one. I'll be the guinea pig. Man, he's not afraid okay. of any of this elf shit. You take the pink pill and swallow it. Uh, you gain the benefit of a long rest. Nice. But in, f- in two hours, you're going to suffer four levels of exhaustion. Oh, shit. Your heart begins palpitating inside your chest. <laughs> you can feel like iron taste in your mouth. And you feel like you're sweating everywhere. We also have to shit really bad, but you're not sure what that's about. A little minor side effect. Don't worry about it. I'll float back down there and um, take a pill and sniff it and then lick it and then eat it. Why do you trust it all of a sudden? Because I'll you just I'll, see you just see Stanley sweating and kind of cramping a bit. Totally fine. I'm going. I'm going with it. Okay. One you for all. All for you one. benefit from a long rest. Okay. And in two hours, you'll suffer four levels of exhaustion, and you're now sweating profusely, and you feel like taking a shit. (laughs) Nothing too abnormal for him. It's all good. Okay. And I'll say, Varel, you gotta try one of these! Valor is the only drug I need. We go now. Squirts, do you want to eat one of these? Squirts is licking her feet. (laughs) She does not go to eat one. Okay. Save him, oh uh, Stanley. We maybe use him later. All right. Stanley drops Bok, the... Bok, Bok, Bok runs from out of nowhere and tries to grab the swipe the pills from you. Do you let him take it or are we contesting this? I'm not going to give him the pills. I'll give him a pill if he wants one. All right. <laughs> he tries to take it from you. <laughs> he rolls a one. So... Uh, <laughs> he misses completely and uh you know some dynamite falls it spills out of his loincloth onto the ground all right i take one of the pills out and hand it to him and i put the rest in the bag he looks at it and then he looks at squirts and he sees that squirts is licking her own feet so he goes <clears throat> tries to get your attention Squirts keep licking her feet. She's now going into the toes. So Bok Bok kind of walks uh, and sort of sits like nonchalantly pretending like he isn't trying to get your attention. He sort of just sits in the direction where he thinks you would see him. He kind of lies on the ground and he just dr- opens up his mouth. And he goes, ah, and he drops the pill into his mouth. <laughs> and then he looks to see if you're looking. I love that Bo is shipping these two. This is amazing. All right. She's starting to get in between the scales. Pre- oh, basically prepping for a battle while Chunks bangs blocks together. <laughs> Perfect. There's one, one pill remains. Nobieri and, and Melgor uh, look to each other and they say, Best of luck to you. If you want, one of you can take this pill. Or you know what? You could share it. Do it like... Um uh, that old movie where they eat the spaghetti between the two dogs and then they meet in the middle. Just eat this pill together. Melgor looks at it and he says, I have no use for such things. I'll go with. And he begins making his way uh, towards uh, the, air, the, the westerly direction and waits by it. Nobieri looks around and he says, Should you fall, one of us must survive. I will go back to the ship. See that you don't die. And then he, he moves back to the rope and he tugs on it and the rope begins sending him back into the ship. 
Melgor waits. Whenever you're ready, let's go punch a hole in this demon's face. About time. And I start running. All right. As soon as you start running, Melgor runs as if to make sure that he doesn't look lesser than you. So you're both sort of tailing it down the alleyway with the rest of the party. Do you immediately move or do you just watch them both run down? <laughs> run down? No, we're running. Yeah, we're running. All right. So, so the entire party begins moving with great purpose towards this area. Now with the Nikoloth threat uh, all but eliminated, there's no need for stealth as you guys run down buildings. Uh, so it's the four of you plus Bok Bok and Melgor. And you begin making your way to the road. And as you get close to the road, uh, you're waved down by a squadron of, of elves in black, you know, space armor. They motion for you to, to go to, to meet them. Do you do that or no, Pharrell? Wait, what's the question? Um, so it, just as you're about to breach the road and go into open air where the throne is and everything else, huddled inside one of the bit, like, like huddled in a corner of the building, sort of undercover, right? Uh, a group of elves motion for you to, to, to not run out there and to, to join them. Okay, I'll slow down. Okay, so you slow down. Melgor slows down too. And Elf removes her mask and she says, Don't go out there. This one's quite dangerous. We're formulating a plan of attack, but our traps and our empathy grenades are having no effect on it. What do you need to make them work then? What's the plan? We've never encountered a demon of this strength before. We, we, we don't know. What happens if your grenades are inside of the beast? It's possible that there's some force preventing, just due to the nature of this creature, present, preventing mental suggestion or pliability. You don't have any tactics for something that doesn't... Oh, that can withstand this. I'm afraid much of our tactics uh, are not often used. We find it very rare to require military force. And our best minds believed that we could... subdue any attacker. However, we've been proven wrong today. And we have much to study upon our return. Then study our violence against it and learn well. And then, so with that, um, you're handed a handful of these grenades, Pharrell. About six of them all on a on a can not a canvas, but some sort of space material like thing, right? You know what I'm talking about? A bandolier, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So you're handed six of these empathy grenades. And um and they say, simply squeeze it and then throw it. Be careful to throw it right away. There's a three-second trigger. All right. I activate them by squeezing? Mm-hmm. Okay. It will know your intent. So do not worry about accidental squeezes. <laughs> <laughs> A voice calls out from behind, Which one of you sad, pathetic mortals will attempt to subdue me next? <laughs> That's our cue. 
Let's show them what some sad, pathetic mortals can do. I mm. couldn't agree more. All right, so the four... Uh, what's the appearance? Is just one of you going out? Is there a ruse? Or all of you just walking out into the opening? I'll be walking out into the opening. Yeah. Melgord takes yeah. a step and walks right beside you. I'll go with Pharrell. Yeah, fan out a little, but I'll walk alongside okay, him. So fan out in a half crescent. What's the formation like? Hmm. I'll be a little behind, but to the side of Varel. Okay. Same. I'll flank. I'll go the other side, though. Whatever the opposite of Stanley. And squirts. There's kind of like this crescent going with the four of them. Do you want to be a part of the crescent, or do you want to stand behind? Or is uh, squirts squ- still on my shoulders. Squirts oh. will crawl down. Mm-hmm. And. Stand between whoever's in the middle's legs, and she'll mimic whatever the heroic pose is. Okay, so there's no one quite in the middle. It's Melgor on one side and Varel on the other, because Melgor insists on being as alpha as Varel. Um, then she'll walk a little bit in front of the two and position herself in like okay. a semi squat. As you move around the corner, you see that there's an opening and, and there are a bunch of these traps that the Elhandari were using to subdue the Nikolas, uh, sort of steaming and sparking everywhere. Um, you see the body of Omnam Cinderborn uh, in the middle of this clearing, kneeling, uh, just like on the ground, just with one hand on the ground, just panting. And he's almost kneeling before this throne of tieflings. So there's a bunch of tiefling corpses all assembled unnaturally like through magic so that their their arms aren't where they're supposed to be in their legs and heads but this this bleeding and biological tiefling pile that's shaped into a throne and atop it is a large demon general Carthax who I think you all saw hope and would recognize from the white tower um, he has a green and brown armor covering his gray body and he's large he's 20 to 30 feet tall this is he's a giant and he's sitting upon these corpses and he just looks and he notices you and he goes <laughs> well well if it isn't the whore's friends who you calling a whore your companion is she still your companion seems to me that she left you to die Uh, Nash will flip him off with all three of his hands he'll go (laughs) and his neck will go so you got three birds all up just looking at him hmm So, which of you wants to face annihilation first? Will it be you, the one of scales? Or will it be you, the abomination that poses as a mortal? You'll have or will to it be th- get more specific. <laughs> Or will it be this one whose heart breaks eternally? 
<laughs> could be in multiple people yeah. again. Again, more specifics. <laughs> the first one he looks at Varel, the second one he looks at Nash, the third one he looks at Stanley. Oh, gotcha. And then he looks to Squirts and he says, Oh, will you send your comic relief after me first? Well, he looks to uh, Melgor. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, I have a very hard time telling demons apart. I mean, we've gone through so many just in the past couple of days. Um, but I seem to be under the impression this one knows us. So I guess it's good to see you again for the last time. <laughs> Mortal bravado. Mm, thank you. He just sits there, motionless, looking, waiting. Who will will be first? Will it be the one blinded by love? He looks towards Melgor. I will save you for last. There's not going to be any first. There's only going to be us and you. These are your final moments. I would recommend enjoying them. Okay. He sits there on his throne looking smug and unassailable. Whenever you're ready... During all this talk, I would like to be looking around him with my eyes and the eye of Grosjil for any slots, openings, orifices that I could shove these grenades into. Okay, perfect. So I believe we can use your items feature probably for that, your eye, to to find vulnerabilities. That's uh, what we're doing. Perfect. So we can do that as the conversation occurs. It's very silent thing to do so Let's I think see. there's a role associated with it uh, Iverjil watches the opponent for opportunities to dominate them as a bonus action its host can choose a target creature and immediately learn one of its vulnerable damage types if it has any if the target creature has more than one vulnerability the bonus action can be repeated in subsequent turns Okay, perfect. So, um, in terms of vulnerability, the it has no vulnerabilities, but you do learn, like, I'm talking damage types, which would be the standard sort of answer, so you, you learn that immediately. Um, in terms of, as you observe him looking for openings for this, he's very heavily armored, and getting inside of his armor, or inside of him will be quite difficult. Um, there's one way in that you can see the mouth and his mouth is quite large and you think that you could fit your whole body into it all right cool well if stanley's done basically using stanley's speech as time to prepare this i will start walking forward 
And as you begin walking forward, you hear it now. And from uh, from all the buildings all around, elves uh, show up as you begin walking towards them and begin firing these laser tranquilizers at them. You just hear these pink tracers across the sky. They begin hitting them, and they these like these tranquilizer darts just start entering. And he's going, <laughs> and he leans in his chair, puts an elbow on his knee, and he watches you move forward as these darts hit him. And they bounce off of his armor, but when they stick in flesh, they don't appear to do anything. Yes. Yes. And he's Jack Nicholson now. <laughs> All right. So do you want to begin combat for him? I sure do. Or is there a ruse that you're doing along along this? No, no, it's a it's a it's a charge. Light up my shield. Let's go. All right, then, heroes of the waste. I need your initiative rolls, please. Initiative. Initiative. Need to just start rolling my dice again. Eight. Mm Mm-hmm. Hold on. Get the wrong die up. There we go. 11. Okay. 20 for Varel. <coughs> Always low. All right. And who's next? Uh, 12. 12 for squirts. Okay. And as for me. All right. Perfect. General Carthax is first in the turn order, and he just sits there and watches you. It's your turn, Varel. Alright, I will enter my rage. Mm-hmm. And how far out is he? Uh, as you get closer and closer, uh, you you can keep moving. We won't consider this... The, we'll consider the combat having started when you're within fighting, so, I mean... Okay. Uh, let's say you're within 40 feet at this point, and you, you, you're... The throne is getting closer and closer, the massive bodies becoming a mountain before you, and he's looking down at you laughing. <laughs> you awesome. may strike first. I will do so. I will charge him and He's sitting at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. But you said the bodies were like warped into the chair. Yeah, there's like a pile of bodies that aren't warped, and then where it becomes a chair, they might be like crunched up to make like a thing, or their head might be just put in such a way as to make it. You know, each armrest has a tiefling head, like at the front, so you can kind of see it. And there's tiefling head, like it's decorated out of the corpses, but sure. it's made only of the corpses. Yeah. Okay, I will start by. I'll run twenty feet out. And throw my shield at his face. Okay, so you begin. <laughs> you're running towards him, and you fire your shield. Attack roll. All right, the first reckless attack is a twenty-three. Okay, it's a hit. Pardon me, I'm digi dicing. Digi dice. Digi dice. The 14 points of fire damage. Okay. Does it appear to do damage, the fire? Um, So you fire the shield at Adam, 
and it hits his armor, and he doesn't react to it. Um, and he just laughs. He goes, <laughs> "Yes," as you run towards him. All right. Well, I will if it. He's into it. <laughs> it's still a question mark, but I'll go straight into the second attack, bouncing the shield around his face, kind of you know throwing it so it goes like a saw blade and rakes across him. Cool. So the second attack will be a 26. It's a hit. For 12 points of fire damage. Okay, so the fire, the the shield careens around, hitting, scarring one part of his armor and and charring some flesh, and then it hits again on on the bounce back as it moves across his face. And this causes him to actually turn his head. And he slowly turns back towards you. And then he takes a hand and touches the black liquid that's from a little cut on his cheek. And he licks it. <sighs> and he seems to relish com- the, relish the idea of combat as he begins getting up from his chair. But he's not up from his chair yet. It's still your turn. He puts cool. his hands on the on the side. I will uh, flame burst his feet for two damage. Okay. <laughs> so let me yeah. double check. Let me double check that real quick because it's been a while. It's been a long time some... since we've done combat. What am I at now? Uh... Yeah, last time we fought was Tungans, and who cared? No, but well, Tungans, but yeah, no. <laughs> oh, there would have been an involving fight, but you know, the divine intervention. We're at four damage, <laughs> four fire damage, four fire damage. Perfect. All right, you inflict the four fire damage. I'm done. Squirts, you're up. We got a baby train. Swat. Yeah, there's a. He's a free agent. Sometimes that initiative order is real mean to the situation. (laughs) Yeah, we were walking and grabbing a stuffed toy here. Chuck's needed a new toy before the fight started. Uh, Okay, so Squirts is going to see Omnom, uh, who's still alive, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, and then she'll, she'll run up to Omnom and put her hands and cast Mass Healing Word on him. Okay. All right. How much healing does he receive? Uh, 1d4 plus 4. Okay. Wait, you cast mass healing on him? Did I, get, did I hear that right? Yeah, I don't have a single a single person heal until higher higher levels, and I think mm. that would be... I guess everyone else is full health. Uh, so yeah, speak, so. that's what All I right. figure. Um, okay, so let me see. Perfect. All right, so you cast the healing spell upon him. And it actually causes his the tension in his body to release, and he f- sort of slumps to the ground, and he's, like, healed. Like, you can see his body mending the cuts closing over as you cast it upon him, but he's likely been at this for a long time, and the healing finally allowed his body to recuperate and he just sort of slumps to the ground and he looks like he's trying to fight it but he's just near passing out and he goes I will defeat them all you live you live 
Sleep now. We win this. And that's Squirtz's turn. Okay. Nash. Okay. I'm going to cast Haste on Varel. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that at level three. You are hasted, Varel. Varel, you are hasted now. For a full minute. You gain two bonus, plus two bonus to AC, an advantage on dexterity saving throws, and you gain an additional action on each of your turn. Okay, so Varel is hasted. Remember, Pass Without Trace is still also available. Oh, is that still on us? Hasn't been an hour yet. Oh. It's a concentration, so... Um, story-wise, uh, yeah, you cast you cast a mass healing word, and so it's gone now. She's yeah, been okay. concentrating on her feet for a long time, so <laughs> you gotta be ready to fight. That's right. All right, so uh, do I have? To, oh well, that is broken. I, my question is moot. Never mind. So all right, yeah, I cast uh, I cast haste, and then I stand there looking triumphant about my has- my haste casting. Okay, that's an action. Has to have bonus action and movement. Do you want to move closer? Do you want to do anything with your bonus action? Uh, no, I'm going to stay where I am. Um, that's not true. I'm going to. F- I want to float up a little. Okay, and I float up into the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Just like ten feet or something. Nothing major. You're now floating. Okay. Perfect. All right. And that brings us to Stanley. All right. To begin, I'm going to use my uh, mantle of inspiration on Mm -hmm. all the allies here that are out to fight. They get 11 temporary hit points, and uh, they have the option to use their reaction to use their full movement if they so choose. And so that'll go on the party as well as Melgor. Okay, does anyone want to reposition? I'm good in front of him. Yeah, I'm fine where I'm at. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use my repositioning either. Um, now, the general. Does it look like he has a weapon that he's gonna go for? Or is he? Does it, does it look like he fights with bare hands? Do I see anything that he uh, uses? You, you in that see. Regard? You see. You see no weapons. He's got hands and like large claws. Okay. They're, they're very big that you um, can see. He doesn't and, appear to be wearing any equipment on his body either. I didn't mean anything weird by you can see. Okay. But he is wearing armor, right? Yeah. So in theory, is that armor seem to be made of metal? Looks metallic for sure. All right. Let's do it. Let's cast heat metal on that armor. Okay, perfect. Is there a saving throw, or they just does it automatically work? Nope. It, uh, I'm cast it at the 6th level. Mmm, damn. Uh, for 38 points of fire damage. Okay, perfect. Now, if he has the ability to remove it, I think it does say that if the creature is holding or wearing an object that takes damage from it, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can... If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of your next turn. So plate armor takes 10 minutes to doff, according to the rulebook. Um, And this demon is wearing some metallic equivalent to plate armor. However, it's probably a part of his being and not like a normal human putting on armor. So 
uh, it won't drop. <laughs> okay. So it, immediately the piece is... is it's got to be a piece of his armor, though. It's not all connected. Do you know if you were to localize it somewhere, would you have a preference where that would be on the body? Uh, let's just do it right on his chest. Okay, perfect. Um, so the shoulder, the shoulder pads, and the breastplate that's uh, upon him begins to glow white hot, and there's this sort of sense of smoke and steam billowing as he begins as he motions to rise. He goes, Ugh. and uh, so that is going to mean he has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Okay, perfect. Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, let's see. The bonus action was the inspiration. That was the action. Um, I'll move out a little wider for my movement, just to be in a further flanking position. Maybe mm-hmm. potentially avoid any, you know, area type attacks, and uh, that'll be my turn. All right. And as you do that, Melgor unsheaths his large sword. And he's wearing sort of this rusted amalgamation of what might be plate or chain, chain, more like chain mail. And he begins running. And he goes, for hope! And he begins running <laughs> right just a few seconds behind uh, Varel, who's faster than him. And he runs forward and closes the distance without doing any attacks because he's hasn't quite closed the gap. So he runs forward. <laughs> and... Um, uh, seeing him, uh, General Carthax then arises. And then he says, Suffer! And he brings his hands out, and these threads begin to form red and hot from his fingers. And he goes, And laser beams shoot forward from all of his fingers, targeting each of you, including Melgor and various elves on the rooftops firing. Um... We need to. I need you to make a. Uh, sorry, what is it? A dexterity save, please. Wait a hot second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't I, it's been a while? But isn't there a deal where I focus ranged attacks onto myself? With the eye there, there is a projectile attack. This is not a projectile. Okay. All right. These are beams starting to form from his fingers and targeting each of you with laser-like precision. Okay. Sorry. What was the what was the roll you needed? What was the saving throw? Sorry. Is a dexterity. Dexterity. Okay. Sorry. I rolled a twenty-six on my save. Okay. Sixteen. Twenty-two. Nat twenty on that. Uh, twenty-one. No nat twenty. Okay. So Stanley was 16. No, I was 26. Oh, 26. Okay, that's... I'm sorry. <laughs> Who had the 16? Chat or Squirts did. Okay. All right, I have a few more rolls to make. All right, perfect. Varel, you used okay. your uh, advantage, right, on that roll? That I gave yes. you with haste? Okay. All right, so I've got a roll damage for you guys. So give me a second here. 40. Um... Okay. It's going to the bowl. Yep. Don't roll a blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Uh, just want to make sure I'm reading this spell right. Sorry. It kills okay. the entire party. So 
the four uh who had the 16 the squirts did all right so i gotta roll for that all right so hang on All right, so the beat you you all dodge the beam. The three of you dodge the beam, sort of just dodging out of the way as it as it forms itself onto you. Except for squirts, squirts, the red beam comes out and just immediately heats you up and causes you the most excruciating pain all throughout your body as it begins, sort of just incising inside of you. You take sixty six points of force damage. Jeez, and Moses, and are you dead? I mean, has your hit points reached zero? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah? Did it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The hit points, they hit zero, and you see Squirts along with Melgor and the other elves disintegrate completely. And Chunks drops to the ground, and there's a, as, as the lasers fire Squirts immediately is evaporated into a pile of dust along with Melgor and along with several other elves along the roof. And General Carthax goes, <laughs> Fools! And he gets up and he begins rushing towards Varel. Varel, it is your turn. Jeez Louise. All right. How tall is he in comparison to me? Where do I reach to? 20 feet. So he's you're, 20 feet. You're, you're up to his top of his thighs. Okay. I will whip around the shield into the flaming greatsword mm-hmm. transformation, and I will make triple attacks while raging against him. Okay. Uh, triple attack. You're just going to do triple attacks against him? Yeah, because I got haste, so I would do a normal okay. two actions, and I'm going to do three. We're going to wail right. on this guy. Okay, perfect. Uh, then do that, please. First attack is a 14. Mm-hmm. Wait, hang on. What? No. Is that, does everyone need a minute here? I'm just I'm sensing a little bit of... Well, I mean, Squirts just instantly died. Uh We're all a little... We're struggling with this. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to rush through this if we want to just have a minute to... I mean, this is what I would do with my minute. I'm raging. Yeah, okay, good. Make a roll. Make a roll. Therapy, baby. So 25 for that attack. 25. All right, perfect. Uh, That's a hit. Cool. Uh, It would be... Uh, 11, 11, 19, 22 points of fire damage. Okay, 22 points of fire damage. Next attack. Is a 15. Okay, that's a hit. Oh, sweet. And this time you're making attacks with the, the blade, the fire yes. blade, right? Yeah, the flaming blade. Okay. 17 points of fire damage. Okay. So with these two strikes, Pharrell, you slice at his thighs, like just hammering. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just having that rage. Play. 
and Varel, uh, not Varel, uh, General Carthax, you, you, you're able to slice through his armor, his sort of skin-like armor plates, plating that's there. He just goes, whoosh, whoosh, and he goes, Ugh, and he lurches forward, and he lands on one knee, and he hit, one hand hits the ground, and his face moves up, and his face is right in your face. Awesome. I would continue. I'd have to do a multi-attack, because that's what I'm up to. Wait. Hang on. Do I get four attacks with a haste? No, hold on. Because I get two so attacks. You get, a, you get an extra action. So extra attacks is when you take the attack action, attack twice. So unless there's some limit on being able to do it, use it only once per round, which I think there is. So investigate what the ruling set, what the rules say for yeah, uh, your, that right feature. Now. So I'm just going to do it now. Um, extra attack. You can attack twice instead of once. You take the attack action on your turn. No, nope, I don't so, see a yeah, limit I here. That That's was, four yeah. attacks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The same is true because the fighter can do that with action surge, I believe. Awesome. I'm gonna dip, put two attacks into his face. Okay. Roll with advantage. I shall. Already are, but I already am. Advantage. <laughs> Twenty-seven. All right. Instead of advantage, add five. All right. Nine. Seventeen. 1924 damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the final attack flies. A 20, not natural. 20, not natural. Okay, both attack both attacks hit. I think you already gave me damage, but what's the I gave you damage for the last one. The next damage is going to be 20. Perfect. Okay. You salt his face, burning hole. And his face becomes charred and scarred. But he doesn't seem to register pain. This is some demon that probably doesn't even have nerve endings. You're just assaulting his face and damaging it more and more. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn? I burst for four. All right. Perfect. Stanley, you're up. Or sorry, Nash. Nash is Nash. Yeah, I was going to say. All right, I'm going to yell these words. Um, I'll go, Eye of frog, hair of a cow. Look out, world, I'm a dragon now. And I'll become a dragon. Okay, and because you've had a long rest, you transform into a dragon. Yep. You transform. Yep. General Carthax, not anticipating this, in any way, his eyes, Pharrell, you can see, go wide, and it's the first time you've seen fear on a demon's face. He goes, oh. That's good. That's good to know. All right. All right. So that's your action to transform. What yeah. else do you want to do? Um, I will move. How far am I from him now? Uh, you're, you know, about uh, 80 feet out. He probably could close the gap if you flew to him using the dragon speed of flight that you have. Yeah, I'll close the gap by... I still want to keep a good 20 feet between us, though. Mm-hmm. So, whatever that is. Okay, so you fly in closer? Yep. As as a f- freshly minted... Black dragon. There we go. Okay, and do you have any bonus? Anything you can do with your bonus action? Uh, No, I will... We'll hover and be ready to do some rad shit in a minute. All right, Stanley, you're up. Okay. Not to completely derail, but I just want to check for the benefit of Kristen and for everyone who loves squirts. 
You did have your 11 temporary hit points, right? I did. Okay. I don't... So, how? what's your total hit points with the 11? She was already a tiny bit damaged from previous. But she, didn't you t- she didn't take a pill. Healing? But didn't she cast mass healing? Would she, she have not healed herself? She should have. That? She didn't. Ah, shit. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> as a bonus action. Now, let me stop she's here. She's wise, but she's not intelligent. Now, let me stop here. If you have any spells with a reaction speed that you could have used, but were too in shock to have used it at that moment, um, I will, I'm willing to, to, to consider it. Was she within range of Varel, and was it fire damage? Also, mm-hmm. a fair question. Uh, force damage. Oh, okay. I got nothing. <laughs> Cobalt's okay. gone. All right. Uh, all right. Single. We are going <laughs> to use my bonus action to reflare the heat metal. Mm-hmm. How much damage is that? It's going to be another 27 fire damage. Okay. That armor just cooks. Um, and then... Geez, we just gotta do as much damage to this guy as humanly possible. So, I guess at 5th level... At 5th level, I'm gonna cast Dissonant Whispers on him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's a Wisdom 17 save. It's a one. Oh, shit. Uh, no save, no save. Okay, so that's going to be 20 psychic damage that he takes. Okay. And uh, so the target uh, psychic damage, it must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. The creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what's the condition, sorry? Uh, if it fails the save, which it did, the uh-huh. creature must use its reaction, if available, if it hasn't used it, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. Okay, sorry. I just, I'm wondering, because there might be resistances to enchantment types, I'm just wondering if there's a status associated with it or no, like if it's frightened. Uh, oh. Uh, no, it doesn't really say, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out, is this a charm or is this um, frightened, right? So it has an Yeah, it doesn't say don't. frightened anywhere. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Nope. It's okay, it must immediately use its reaction ability as far as its speed allows away from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll take the psychic damage, but General Carthax is not moved from his position. He seems unaffected by That's the fine. condition portion of the spell. I did it all mostly for that. And then as a result of the heat metal and being stuck with it, he has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls. Okay, so with this barrage of spells and abilities, General Carthax now begins... His, his, there's many cuts and, and his, you know, there's blood, black liquid falling from beneath his helmet as he's, his, he's on one knee facing and looking at Varel. Um, his turn is nigh, but before his turn, Varel, you hear... No! And Bok Bok is like a <laughs> bullet running across the battlefield with 
he's got a handful of dynamite and he run he's running past Varel. Uh, Varel he's too quick for you to even stop him and he dives right into his mouth with the dynamite avenging um, his do love do a roll let's going to make a roll let's see if he makes it in yeah he makes it in he dives right into his mouth with the dynamite General Karthax barely reacts to it. He just enters in. It's all, he's, just, he's not a humanoid creature. The Bok Bok enters in. He goes, and he stands up and he looks and he says, No pain, no fear. There is no escape for any of you. And he opens up his hands again and he looks and he goes, and lasers fire forth from his fingers in all directions. Make your saving throws. It's dexterity, right? Say mm. 19 for me. 22. 14. Nash and Stanley dodge the lasers coming from his fingers. But Pharrell, your timing is a bit too slow. How many hit points do you have? Does this count as a ranged attack? Let me look it up. Hang on. It's a spell. Uh, one action, 60 feet. It's an it's AOE. Not a, it's not a ranged attack. It's, okay. uh, it's, I mean, it's a spell. There's no, there's no attack roll. It, it hits and you save or you don't, basically. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I have 123 so. hit points. Okay. More. 79 points of damage. Force right. damage. It's in. All right, so the beam hits you red and narrow as it and as it hits you, this, this like little spark and disintegration flies and it sort of burns off half of your scales. And you're sort of this scaleless looking lizard on one side of your body. Hopefully they'll grow back. You're just a scaleless lizard on one side of your body and you're just completely charred and blackened and and burned and and the pain is immense and everywhere and the only you can feel it but you're using it to fuel your rage Um, more elves die as as others fire continue firing these tranquilizer darts desperately trying to put this demon down like if you were to look above a scene there's General Carthax on the throne and Varel standing in front of him, and then the two of you. And then there's all these lasers from every direction, just like, <laughs> like pounding on him. Ding, 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 as, as he, you know, tries to hit everything. Uh, Varel, it is now your turn. <laughs> I like the pictures of the fat, the little fat kid in uh, Goonies with his shirt up, <laughs> doing that thing he does. Anyway. All right. So there's a Bok Bok in there, but. I just got half disintegrated, so we'll just keep on attacking full rage mode. Mm-hmm. The first attack of many flies, and it's going to be... Sorry, did you want to do anything with the empathy grenades or not, or you have? Just in case you forgot they were there. No, no, I, re- I remember them. Okay, cool. Um, but he's he's standing up now, right? He is standing up again. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Did I make any um any holes in the legs? 
Uh, there's cuts and gashes everywhere in the armor, like he's cut up. But uh, you know, if there's no holes except for where maybe flesh is exposed, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing no, carved out in particular. Now let's uh, let's yeah let, let's continue the attack. Okay. The assault. The first attack will be a. Oh, weird. <laughs> Uh, 23. Okay, damage. Sixteen points of fire damage. Okay, perfect. This hit in particular hits an inside of the thigh, and he's again down as he lowers back down, and it interrupts his lasering. And he looks at you, and his face now is again as close, but this time it's a little bit above you as he seems to tower over you. Staring at you with pure hatred. Okay. I will continue my multi-attack. Mm-hmm. That was a great reply. He stands over you with pure hatred. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, he hates me. I understand. Well, I'm in the backswing. I'm swinging once, and then I'm swinging twice, and we'll register it when the action's done. Yeah. Uh, that would be an 18. Okay. Perfect. Uh, that's 18 for to hit. To hit. Yeah, all right. You, you do that damage. Or uh, you, you hit. What's the damage? 20 points of fire damage. Okay, you do 20 point, points of fire damage to it. And you bring him down even lower. <sighs> and he appears to be heavily weakened and heavily, with all the, the darts being fired at him and, and the fire attacks in particular uh, taking its toll. Uh, he hunkers down. He goes, oh... Ah, his face filled with hatred, even closer to you. He's got eyeballs? He does. How many grenades could I squeeze in an action? You can take the whole bandolier, it's one object, and do something with it. Could I punch it into his eye? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Let's do it. All right, athletics roll, please, for the punch. On sweet advantage, it's a 15. All right, and uh, let's do a contest. Fourteen. You rolled fifteen. Yep. Okay. You punch up as his face lowers and descends, and he's now concentrating on you. And he looks just everything in this in this creature's will is focused on on crushing you in this moment, you jump up to clear some of the distance. And with it, the force of your punch punches the eyeball and pierces it. And white liquid just spill. Like you're just doused in milk all of a sudden as you punch through and leave the grenades up there. I'm assuming you've squeezed them. Yes. Prior. You squeeze them as you punch in and then let go, making sure that the grenades stay lodged into the white eye stuff of whatever that's made with. And you pull out. <laughs> and then three seconds goes by. Um, we're going to get one more. No, I don't think we're going to get one more turn, actually. Uh, three seconds is this turn. You punch up, and you you, you hear in one of his eyes, boom, and the whole eye just <laughs> fires out on top of you and lands on top of you like, like a plum like landing on top of you. And just, but so it's through you, and like you just completely rip through it. There's just this eyeball all around your feet right now. I get Walter and- Peck. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of Ghostbusters. Yep, you did. Yep. 
pretty much as the eyeballs all around you, but the explosion took place in his eye. And he just sits there motionless. What is this feeling? (laughs) And just as he sits there lamenting his feelings, a therapist squadron runs out from <laughs> runs out from the the perimeter where the buildings are of these elves and they immediately take their helmets off and there's five of them they reach into their glasses and they get out clipboards and they immediately start they, they're not quite sure how to start they look at him in awe and they they start approaching very very carefully without saying anything uh, you have time uh, combat is over you may act freely except oh, for squirt who is a pile really? of ashes really is there anything the dragon can kill though while I'm up? Anything at all? Is there anything? <laughs> Every time he did, he destroyed her so hard. I thought, well, I need to a double my hit points, basically give myself a shield, and b I got to go the maximum thing, and now I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like sometimes yeah, you're, you're also going to have an. You have to roll a one d four for exhaustion too, and you're going to have four levels in two hours. Well, so. plus two oh. hours, so two hours you have the normal. Keep exhaustion. in mind, six levels of exhaustion is death. Well, so. The, well, so what do I have? Because it'll stack, right? Because yep. the two hours oh. ends. And then oh, I shouldn't have taken a pill. What the you better frick? roll of I I'm gonna I'm gonna allow a quick take back as long as we RP it in that you turned into a dragon immediately, then reverted immediately within a second. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a, instead of a, an inspiration or actually do you have an inspiration right now? I do. All right, I do. burn it. Okay, this I'm is burning your inspiration. It. I'm burning I'm it. I'm giving you the take. I'm giving you the take back. I, I you, know you immediately turned into a dragon and then you went, wait a sec. And it went, Right back. And I'm no longer... Black Dragon. I am no, now Nash the Normal. Okay. Now that is not a precedent setting that will no, not be I got allowed you. to happen again. I got but you. in this circumstance... I got you. I will allow you... I don't... Death. It'd be a really crappy way to go. And yeah, I don't what a shitty out. way to die. Right? Yeah, just like, I don't know how my dragon works. <laughs> <laughs> so, it'd be really bad. Um, so, let's, uh, let's do that. Um, and... Varel, in front of you is a pacified General Carthax. And the elves who are approaching seem intimidated and don't know where to begin as they circle around and approach closer. I'll be heaving from the massive amount of damage I took. Uh, And I'll just be going bok bok. I gotta get Buck Buck out of there. And I look on with horror as seconds pass, assuming Buck Buck's gonna blowy. I, mm-hmm. I I don't have a way to access him. Okay. Uh, a giant explosion goes off inside General Carthax. Oh no. But his body doesn't break. You just hear. <laughs> I believe I'm feeling indigestion. <laughs> oh, God. Fall to my knees and bang the ground. This can't be. Finally, one of the elves behind you says, <clears throat> Hello. 
I am Dr. Evane. What is your name? Oh, fearsome creature. I am General Carthax. The most feared of all generals in Orcus's endless army of demons. The therapist looks and says, Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, just so you know, we're here to provide you with help and guidance and to work together to find out what's really going on with you. Would you agree to answer some questions? General Carthax looks like he's about to get violent for a second. And then he stops and says, Why can't I kill anything? The doctor responds, That's because we've uh, made you more empathetic. We've delivered uh, several grenades worth of payload into your body thanks to this lizard folk here. How do you feel? I feel frustrated that I cannot kill. And then she continues talking in this way to General Carthax. Does anyone want to do anything? Uh, I'll go pick up baby chunks. Okay. Check Kristen, on. if you want to role play some chunks, or have chunks role play chunks. <laughs> oh man, a little too real. Do it! Come on, Flynn. Ah! He's <laughs> <laughs> just looking at me, smiling. He's like, no, it doesn't work not, on command. Not when you want it. Only when you don't want it. Does anyone want to do anything with General Carthax before the elves do anything with him? Oh, you're um, muted. I mean, I, oh, is me. there any way to yeah. see if we can get... I mean, I, I know it exploded, but Bok-Bok's been through worse or weirder things where he survived. Couldn't we dig in there and see if he like found <laughs> found a crevice somewhere that protected him or, you know, hung out in the gallbladder or something? I don't know. I don't want him to die. What do you want to do? Um... <laughs> Freaking no! Oh, you want to cut open General Carthax and? Yeah, I do actually. Can he do anything to stop me if I do it? I have a knife. He seems Hold to on. be just sitting right there. You don't know for how I long can't... he's going to remain in this pacified state, considering how much effort was expended to get him there. What were you gonna say, John? I don't know. I don't know if this would work. This is dumb. <laughs> but Bo might like it enough to let it work. But this is dumb. I'm listening. I'm gonna use my mantle of majesty to uh, take on a majestic appearance, mm-hmm. which allows me to cast command without expending a spell slot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to command General Carthax to poop. <laughs> Wouldn't or vomit? Be let's vomit. Let's let's give him the quicker way out. Vomit. Okay. All right. Uh, is there? Is there? What kind? Of, what's the role? It's a save, like a saving throw, right? Like yeah. Command. Yeah. I, 
Let me hold on. Let me pull up command. I hate that it doesn't link to it. I gotta look at the spell separate. Command him. To Thank you. Because I don't have the spell. So. I mean. If oh, it, I get it. If yeah. anything screams majesty, it's commanding someone to poop. It might be worth looking up though. Let's give him some time. You to speak that a one-word command to a creature you see within range. Target must succeed on a Wisdom saving throw. Uh, yeah that's it just has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw i don't know if it being stunned by these grenades has any impact on that save but uh what's the verbal it's a uh, you're clearly performing a spell like not a spell but you're clearly performing your your mantle right like you're yeah this is a visual thing so as you do that and commit to this action um Oh, here's a, here's a bit. Sorry, but this mm-hmm. is maybe relevant. Mm-hmm. Any creature, oh, charmed by me automatically fails its saving throw. Yeah, okay. I mean, when they're charmed, you can do this all you want to the. Oh, that's yeah. kind of awesome, actually. You could make a supplicant, that couldn't you? All right. Um, he, he looks, he, he, you cast a spell, and he looks towards you, and he says, What is it you are doing? Vomit. <laughs> Better idea. It's a better idea. He blinks and looks at you and he goes, Okay. (laughs) And he looks and he goes, (laughs) (laughs) Violently barf. And a whole bunch of tiefling body parts come flying out of there and onto Varel. As he he vomits right onto Varel. And Varel, something hard and pointy hits you. And you have constitution saving throw, please. A twenty-one. Okay, and it doesn't knock you down, and instead you catch it in your hand. And as the as all of the barf comes flying out, and all of the body parts of tieflings that's partially digested hit the ground, uh, you see the form of Bok Bok, completely injured. It's like, <sighs> but he starts to breathe again, <clears throat> and he spits out like a finger of tiefling finger. <clears throat> And he's just sort of sh- he's he's breathing, but he's convulsing in your in your in your hands, and he's he's got burn marks and cuts all over his body. <laughs> and uh, you do notice that one of his hands is completely blown off. I take him in my arms, you brave little boy, you brave little bastard, and I start running <laughs> towards Stanley. Okay, so Varel is, is running towards you with Buck Buck. Before you converse, one of the elves also runs to meet you. He takes off his helmet and he says, We must do away with this creature now. What do you mean do? Oh, thought you met Bok Bok. We're going to roll out the traps. Why don't you take your injured and get to safety? And a spaceship begins descending. And ropes get lowered near your location. And the army begins circling like now. Hundreds of of these elves begin safely moving towards General Carthax, and they begin rolling out traps under him. Uh, Does this produce a lot of wind? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Squirts. I would like to. (laughs) I would like to yell, "What of squirts?" and run over and try to pile the dust. Okay. And keep uh, it from blowing away with Bok Bok over my shoulder. Um, I mean, it's a tiny cobalt. I don't know if it's a multiple person job. Yeah. Well, he needs probably a container to put it in. Varel's not known for his, his inventory. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, what do we have that we could put it in that would be... <sighs> can, can you make a bag out of your peelings? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can I don't you think sew so. a bag quickly together? You also have stored stuff in your slot. I mean, I do have room for things. Store... <laughs> store her in my robes. Here. No, I do. That's <laughs> disgusting. Don't... That's insulting to... Yeah, I say let's not do that. I can keep all sorts of shit in here. What's the problem? What's happening right now is I'm laying like in front of it, trying to block the wind. Like, a <laughs> okay. yeah, is anyone immediately rushing to his aid? Not a big conversation about this. I'm I'll, I'll run over there him. to help him sort of block wind from blowing. Okay, sticking out a hand for some sort of container. So Nash, you raise your cape and make it like a shelter yeah. around. Yeah, kind of like duck. Yeah. All right, Stanley will come over. I have a component pouch that I'm now no longer using, so I will find whatever is a container of components clearly meant to hold dust or whatever. Oh, like a little maybe. cylinder or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah, and offer that. A vial or something. Okay, yeah. so you, you offer in, like a, let's say, a vial. Let's just say yeah. it's a vial. And it's large enough to contain the the, the remains of squirts. Uh, Varel, this is offered to you. Do you want to assemble it, or do you just want to protect it? I, I will uh, snatch it away and push Bok Bok into Stanley's arms. Okay, okay I've got Bok Bok and Chunks, one <laughs> under each arm. You got Bok Bok and Chunks, one under each and, arm, Varel? Yeah. In great charred arm pain, I sort of load it into my decrepit side and use my functioning hand to sort of scoop squirts ashes into the pouch. Alright, and you successfully do that. It's in the pouch, and you've got it, and now the wind is no longer a threat to Squirtz's corporeal remains. And with that, as you as you finish this task, you, you look up as you begin to hear loud sounds coming from the general direction of General Carthax, and the therapy team is still engaging with him in conversation as the traps roll out and the tentacles expand and they begin lowering him into this trap. And his body begins becoming smaller and smaller as the tentacles pull him in, and he sort of gently goes, and he says, I've been... I've been a bad... bad... demon. I'm sorry, everyone, for all the hurt that I've... And then he's trapped up <laughs> and the trap closes the ropes are lowered the spaceships are there and you, as you look up you see that elves await your ascension into the ship as we approach the end of the show Varel, Nash, Stanley decide whether you will re- join them on the passage to Elhandar or stay here well, I have to go. My wife and unborn child is aboard. <laughs> okay. So That's I'm going. I'll hand Bok Bok back over to Varel. What are you going to do, Varel? What do you want to do? I have a lot to think about. But I'll go. There's no use staying here. We can always magic ourselves back to the other place. We might as well see where this path takes us. 
A choice must be made. I'll take a rope and right. chunks. So Stanley uh, ascends with chunks, Pharrell ascends with Bok Bok, and I imagine Nash floats up. Yeah, I'll float up. I don't need no rope. To the ship. And as you enter into the ship, you see that the inside of this spaceship is a technological marvel. Screens everywhere, all sorts of panels and buttons glowing, and everything is silver or black or gray all around. And the, your last vision of the exterior world before the ship door closes up, like it's a side door on the side before it closes up, is the ruins of Tietkala and all the corpses of tieflings and Nykaloths littering the streets while the elven army patrols and continues clearing any more assailants. The door closes and you ascend into the sky and the void beyond. That's it this week. Nice. Jeez, uh, Kristen, I'm real sorry. GG's, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. <laughs> uh, is it, are you okay? Oh, man. It's, oh yeah, totally, you know, totally. And you know, I always feel a little sad, but it's just I part feel of the game. S- super sad, actually, but uh, yeah, no more squirts. I don't think I've come to grips with it yet. <laughs> I didn't even no, think yeah. about it. I'm, I'm kind of in shock too, uh, and I'm the one that did all this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, wow. But, you know, well, uh, it was ultimately decided to go face off against one of the generals of hell. So, it, I mean, it was the chances were high something like that was going to happen. Yeah, we were heading there whether we liked it or not. It's a um, good way to go out. A hell of a way to go out. Uh, well done, Bo. Well done, everybody. It was an awesome uh, session tonight. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you like what you hear, check out our Dungeons plus membership we have over at the site at there will be dungeons.com sign up for bonus shows uh, that you get way earlier than everybody else and all kinds of other great stuff check out those rewards today at there will be dungeons.com i think that's gonna do it for us we'll be back next week with more adventures and who knows where we're headed now only bow only bow so for me scott johnson bo schwartz john jagger cal ferguson Kristen ashton and baby chunks We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.